Oh, I'm absolutely going to do that. In fact, I'm probably just going to interject the whole thing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Memory Machine. This is uh, your host, Nate Lockhart. This is a... This is, uh, I'm going to do this again. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> uh, you know what this is. You know what? I'm not going to do it again. You're going to live with this, yeah. folks. It's a memory machine. Get used to it. Uh, yeah, I'm your host. Uh, across the way from me is... I am Andy Parks. I'm a friend of Nate's, and I've done this before. Yes, you have. Trey? I'm Trey Whittish. I've also done this before, and I'm a friend of Nate's. There you and go. I am a colleague of his at the Geekiverse. That's right. Oh, yeah, this is a Geekiverse thing, in case that wasn't mentioned before, which it probably wasn't. Um, yeah. So, sorry, we're, we were just having so much fun talking about Nick and Knight uh, earlier. <coughs> we're getting this, but that's for later. Um, right now, to kick off the show, Mr. Andrew Parks, can you tell us what happened this week in geek history absolutely for this week in geek we travel back to the year 1995 Mm. the date specifically would be june 30th and i'm sure i don't need to tell any of you june 30th 1995 (laughs) was a a you have these moments in your life where there's like everything is either before or after this special moment in your life this was that date for me because this was the day that mighty morphin power rangers the movie graced the silver screen for the first time um, and I had such high hopes that my expectations were through the roof and I like some of my friends uh, into their adulthood I convinced myself it was a good movie because I was so hyped to see it in the first place oh well you do that when you're a kid of course yeah in reality the writers the the visual effects people the actors everyone involved should be ashamed of themselves <laughs> um, it's fun but it's it's poorly executed in every fashion, but that, that movie is very important when I was a child. So this week in Geek, June 30th, 1995, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, where they face off against Ivan Ooze. And that, let's see, how many years ago was that? Uh, 23 years ago? That was 23, 23 years, years ago. ago. Yes. Ivan Ooze was purple. He was. Yeah. That's what I remember was about that movie. Was he portrayed by anybody recognizable? Um, Ooh, that like that no, I, I, Koopa and the Mario one. Oh right? no, that's and a whole so, special kind of crazy. Know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was. He was portrayed by someone yeah. relevant, but I couldn't tell you. I yeah. have never seen it. Did, did, did they really just put like all the TV actors and stuff on the big screen like that? I think uh, so. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and uh, ju- they just they made some of the sets more elaborate, and but the CGI. It's bad for 1995 because I watch it. I'm going, well, it was 1995. What are you going to do? Jurassic Park came out before that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Jurassic Park oh, yeah, is, dude. is gorgeous. And this movie looks like uh, hot trash. Yeah. Well, I remember we were watching um, uh, Seth Zielinski, a previous guest, Seth Zielinski, and I were watching the 1998 Godzilla movie. For uh, we had a I had a laser time comment, uh, commentary that I downloaded, and uh, we were as we were watching, we were just like my god, like the CGI is terrible. Like the the baby dinosaurs in the movie, like, mm-hmm. they look like they're floating in the scene. They don't look like they belong there, you know. Right. And I'm sure this is even Daddy worse. Song this is, is so yeah. good. Oh, that puffed head. Come yeah. with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. it, was, it was just an exercise in, in a, a franchise that made them money hand over fist. It's like, yeah, let's let it's not like let's reward the fans with a high production value movie. Let's uh, let's milk this cash cow for everything we can. Oh heck yeah, the by, kids. By who making, cares? Yeah, by making yeah. the cheapest, dumbest. Uh, least uh, you could tell the writers weren't interested in the movie as they were writing it. Yeah, uh, and, mm. and that shows. But yeah. uh, but you know what? It was fun, and I as as a you know nine nine or ten year old, I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. I never saw it. No, the did, TV, did you, did you show watch the TV show. The TV yeah. show held my like attention for like one year. Yeah, through oh, until uh, whatever happened that had 
Tommy had to go away. Didn't oh, the Green wow. Ranger have to go away and give all his stuff to the Red he Ranger? He did. And he, like, at, like, and uh, I don't know. Then I'm, and then he was gone for a while, and then he came yeah. back as... Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, He came back as the White Ranger, and then he became the Red Zeo Ranger, and then he became... And then he like went, and then he went away again, and he came back as this high school science teacher, and then oh, well. which where he he was a Power Ranger again for some reason. Mm. Uh, it just it was a that that show is a hot mess, but you know everyone has a guilty pleasure, right? No, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, That's not why we're here today, I, though. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well, you know, but I do want to say the new Power Rangers movie that came out like a couple years ago. Yeah. Not bad. Right. Fun as hell. I recommend I liked it. it. People a lot. know how to make a fun movie now, I think though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a movie I that took itself like just it. serious enough. Yeah. I thought so. I thought I had some nice teen drama and uh good action too. Right. I enjoyed myself. I'm right. never going to make another one. That's uh fine. well, uh, I don't need this, to. this <laughs> is way off topic here, but um did you hear that Power Rangers Lockstock and Barrel as a company has been sold? To who? They were sold from... Uh, oh, first of all, Ham Saban. Ham Saban owned it, and then yeah. they, he sold it to Disney for a while. Disney right. Disney drove it into the ground, and then he bought it back for less than he sold it for in the first place. <laughs> so he made money on that deal. So he got it back, and then it was last month. Last month, yeah. he sold it lock, stock, and barrel to Hasbro. Oh. Who owns Transformers. Oh, yeah. They got oh, okay. The, they, they got the cash to, and, to do something with and it. And Hasbro had, it came out and, and did a release and says, we think that Ham Saban... And Bandai underutilize this franchise. There needs to be better quality shows made, um, better quality and more movies made, mm. um, and the franchise needs to be utilized much better than it has been. There's a yeah. there's a comic book, right? Yes. Who who makes the comic book? Do you know? Is that the, IDW? I think it's IDW. Okay. Um, yeah. They they released a, a graphic novel. Like it's like a three hundred and fifty page graphic Holy novel called Moses. called. Well, it, it's a collection of like a year's worth of the comics. Okay. Oh, and okay, it's yeah. it's called Power Rangers Year One. And oh, it is a, right. a super, super, like, grown-up, in-depth rehashing of the, that first year. Yeah. In a not-campy, goofy, stupid way, but in, like, a real emotional, uh, almost like more of a, like a grown-up take on the same story. Does that mean they That's got awesome. rid of Bulk and Skull? I think that they... Or they just made Bulk and Skull actual assholes. Oh, I think, I think yeah, they... We can't swear on this, can we? Yeah, Sorry, no, yeah, Josiah. No, yeah, yeah, I'll allow it this time. I, I, I believe they're in it, but they're just, they're just yeah, yeah, they're just, you know, All right. the, everybody has assholes in their life and Bulk and Skull just happen to be theirs. All right. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, so that's the uh, Power Rangers movie. Uh, maybe we'll do a Power Rangers memory machine someday and then Andy can just sort of school us all for oh, an hour and a half to two hours. Don't threaten me with a good time, Nate Locker. I, <laughs> I will have such fun. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, no, so not. this... So we did the, the Week and Geek. Uh, so the reason we're here today talking... Well, one is we just like being around each other. Yeah. But another one nice. is, is uh, I thought it would be apropos summer, you know, kicking off summer in the high gear. Summers have block parties. What has they block do. parties as a programming block? Nick at night. Yes, so here we do. are, folks. Uh, the day dear of the memory machine, talking about a <laughs> programming block. <laughs> but uh, but I swear this will be a really fun time. Uh, it's. There's a lot more to it than just old reruns. And uh, we're going to have some fun here today. So I thought we would kick off with the... Well, okay. So I, I meant I, I berated the topic at hand. Right. Uh, you know, saying, you know, it's Nick at Night, it's a programming block. But, you know, what is it and why does it matter to us? Let's start with that question. Trey, you look like you have something to say. I do. Okay. As he sips his ginger ale. 
Um, I I was just thinking of it. I don't think I thought of it this way before. Oh, just to clarify, I guess Nick at Night for if for some reason you oh, don't yeah. know, Nick at Night is a programming block that takes that kicks off on Nickelodeon at like at eight at nine o'clock, and yeah. the show reruns of older programming. Yes. So anyway, go um, ahead. I don't think I th- ever thought of it in this way when I was liking it and why it was important to us, but it was the way I think about it now. It was the first place where. I guess, to me, I I saw good TV. And that's considering it in retrospect. Sure. When you're a kid and you're watching Full House and Family Matters, you think, oh, that's good TV. Yeah. But um, you do see the stuff that all came before it when you're watching Nick at Night from when I was really little. Donna Reed, Dick Van Dyke, Dobie Gillis, to by the time I started getting to adolescence was the... Stuff from the '70s started showing up on it. Three's so, Company, Three's Company, or All in the Family. All in the Family. Uh, all in the Nick at Night was huge for me. For All in the yeah. Family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Even uh. Even shortly after it, it's it's ending. Wonder Years jumped over to Nick at Night real quick yeah. within oh, like yeah. five years or oh, so. Oh yeah, right. Like so. I, that, that's how I watched it. It's where Wonder you years. first. Yeah. And, you know when you, Wonder Years ended in '93, so I was eight. So I, yeah. I remember watching it with my parents, and my parents loved it because it was yeah. this nostalgia thing for him. I mean, Kevin Arnold was is my parents' age. Yeah. Uh, so I remember watching it with them, but I don't think I really, you know, when you're eight and you're watching Wonder Years, you don't grasp it emotionally or come to terms with any of the actual feelings no. and, and this stuff. But but when you watch it when you're the same age as Kevin Arnold, yes. like, you get it. Yeah. You know? It's, it, it, it's experiencing it from a whole different angle at that point yeah. when you're a kid because you do remember things like having a crush on the neighborhood girl or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. things like that and 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 then you, and you and like i said you you see these good tv shows yeah um i remember sitting up on the couch with my parents and watching cheers and moonlighting when they watch cheers and moonlighting but when yeah. you're three oh yeah you don't get any of it no but when you're 18 and cheers is all of a sudden on nick at night and you're watching yeah. cheers you realize what a good show this was yes. and what you missed when you were a kid. So yes. it's the first time I think I really watched good TV yeah. other than like when it's the first time I you you realize kid TV's not kid stuff. Right. TV yeah. was always kid stuff and then TV was sports and then yes. oh this is TV. Yeah. This is this is the entertainment. Well, I remember you know you're talking about Cheers. I remember um, my parents watching that when I was very little because it ended ended in like 1993, I think was its yeah. last season. Yep. Um, but you know, I remember them saying, "You got to get out of the room because Cheers is on and it has yeah. dirty jokes." And but I remember watching it when it came back on Nick at Night, and I said they're watching it, and I came down to my parents like, "Did you know?" Cheers is a pretty good show. And I was like, yeah, that show was good. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked to, and it, yeah. it was a fun little uh, body experience. Yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I, I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of like, it's kid stuff and sports. Or for me, just kid stuff, because I yeah. did not get, give a lick about sports when I was a kid. Yeah, it was the, like the first, quote, grown-up television yeah. that I watched, I understood, and enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because there'd be sometimes my mom, like I'd sit in with my mom while she was watching ER, and I'd just be like, "What is this? Yeah, why should I? Why I oh, yeah. should not care about this?" Oh, yeah. Um I yeah. mean, it's just like that. I was just thinking about it again. Like I remember being a, a, a young kid when mm-hmm. I saw the episode of Cheers 
where Frazier and Rebecca almost slept together. But that one, I didn't, I didn't know what any of it meant when I was yeah, five. Like, but together. when I watched it again, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, okay, this is what was happening. Yes. I remember this episode. Oh, I remember this episode. I don't remember that. Like, yeah. I did I not get like, this ah, at all. Subtext. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's uh, well, well for you. You didn't have cable, right? I didn't. In fact, yeah. uh, th- there was. Always in this is probably reminiscent of the '90s, but there was always people coming door to door saying, "Hey, would you like cable?" My parents were always saying no because, above all, they were cheap. Um, <laughs> and if anybody listen to this, that's fine. If they listen to it, they will they'll, they'll not along with me that they were they were cheap. <laughs> um, but at one point, they someone's like, "Well, try it free for a month," and they told them they they told the guy they said, "We will take cable for one month. We will enjoy it for one month. We will cancel it, and we will never pay you for this." And they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. So they had somebody come up to come out to the house and hook everything up and get cable going. And in, in a, the weirdest parenting move my parents have ever made, they let me watch as much TV as my brain could handle for 30 days. <laughs> and I, I kid you not, but I, we got cable. I found out what channel Nickelodeon was. Yeah. And I tuned to that channel, and then I took the batteries out of the remote. <laughs> and I was like, because during the day we're watching Nickelodeon Guts and Nick Arcade, and uh-huh. at night we're watching we're watching uh, Nick at Night. Yeah, and uh, wow. my parents quickly didn't subscribe to that, but I wanted that to be our, our regiment. And I, yeah. but my my grandparents always had cable too. So whenever mm-hmm. I was at my grandparents' house, and I would frequently stay overnight at my grandmother's house, um, we would watch uh, Nick at Night. We watch cable there because they they lived in a town that. They gave. It was weird that they gave uh, free cable to senior citizens. Oh, it's like if you were like well, sixty five nice. or older, you got cable television, like basic cable for free. Oh, um, cool. And, and so they never paid for it either. And uh, grandmas want their MTV. It's true. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. And uh, no, that, and so that's how I got exposed to it. But um, viewing habits for me were um, you saying cartoons, sports, and then this. For me, it was some cartoons. It was obviously the aforementioned Power Rangers, and uh, and sitcoms. I was a sitcom junkie. It, for, as, for, as a as a little kid, as a small child, yeah. Wow, I, I was not at all interested in. Oh sitcoms yeah, I watched I was like eight or nine. I was yeah. watching um, uh, syndicated reruns of of shows of uh, a lot a lot of uh, Saved by the Bell, oh, okay. which was not appropriate for me. Like even as a child, yeah. I was sitting there going, I should not be watching this. <laughs> See, um, I oh I hated Saved by the Bell as yeah. a kid. I hated that but, show, but I, I had no it. I had no context. Really, I was yeah. just like, this but is fine. My, my 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 thing was, it's not a cartoon, and it's taking up space and time where cartoons should be playing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, that that was my main beef with it. Right, and I watched the, the TGIF yeah. lineup religiously, and so yeah. like even to this day, like in, in the age of prestige television, where the production values are incredible and the acting is incredible, and and the and the the continuity and of these you know story arcs are incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for a good sitcom. Sure. So like put put me in front of, you know, a 30-minute comedy whether it's uh you know whether it's very episodic or whether it's long form in terms of its continuity like I'm mm. I'm in. I'm all there. Dude, Frasier, man. Well, I'm, I'm watching Frasier. I'm watching through Cheers right now with the oh, expectation yeah. I'm going to watch through all of Cheers and then I will begin to watch through all of Frasier. Oh my gosh. I wow, did that. what a story. I did that from <laughs> 2012 to 2015. It was great. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. I took my time with it, but I did it. It's an odyssey. Did, did you notice all the weird continuity errors that doing it that way like Frasier saying his dad was dead Yeah, and, like he's a main character yeah. in the sitcom? You know but you know, part of the reason yeah. for that was I, I read into it. Well, they probably just didn't have the the story bible they written didn't, down for him. No, they didn't want to do Frasier. Oh, um, who who was it? Uh, Kelsey Grammer and Burroughs. Oh, yeah, and, Charles Burroughs and, and Brooks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Brooks. 
they wanted to, they uh, Kelsey Grammer and those uh, yeah Burroughs and and Brooks mm. had talked um, toward the end of Cheers run. We'd like mm. to do something together again. So they had come up. They were talking and they they told NBC we want to do a show. And NBC was like, "Oh yeah, we think it'd be great if you did uh, Frasier, a Frasier spinoff." And we're <laughs> like, no, no, no. But NBC like wouldn't go for it unless they made it Frasier. So they uh, said, "Well, we're going to make the show we want to make and just make the character Frasier." So they they got rid of they didn't stick to any of the continuity because they still made the show they wanted. They didn't yeah. want to do they didn't plan or want to do Frasier again. This was an idea they had. Frasier's so, so good. And that's so that's they why did I love that, Frasier so and, much. And they did that and they moved him to Seattle mm-hmm. so yeah. that it wouldn't make sense for Cheers characters to be showing up all right. the time. So NBC couldn't say we need a Cheers character in this yeah. episode. We Why is it Norm in this, in this all the time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they did. They 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 yeah. tried to make it as difficult for NBC to throw Cheers connections in there wow. as possible, is what I read. They did a great job. So they did, yeah. and you know they Fraser lied about his dad when he was in Boston. Yeah, but like Fraser in Fraser is essentially kind of a different Fraser. Yes, in Cheers, Fraser was drinking yeah. beer in Cheers and, yeah. and booze, and then he was a he, he's he, a sherry and wine guy. Yeah, he, in Seattle. He's, he's he's even more of an uppity jerk. <laughs> Yeah, Frasier, which I love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, and we uh, we digress. Yeah, but we digress. <laughs> so that's sort of what Nick at Night means to us. Yeah, I, I'd like to get into a little bit of the history if you'll indulge me. Sure, bye, please. Uh, so it wasn't always when when Nickelodeon went off the air. It, Nickelodeon was always a children's yeah. programming network from its inception in seventy seven, seventy eight, something like that. Yeah, uh, first showed up in Buffalo, New York. That's where Nickelodeon made its premiere. My heart Sweet. is suddenly warmed. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that I neat? feel special. We neat? got some good things. We yeah. got Nickelodeon showing up, and we uh-huh. have the PBS station that decided to create Reading Rainbow. Oh, yeah! Wow, that was an actual creation of WNED. Wow, dang! <laughs> I mean, we're blessed. We're I mean, blessed, but you, you just got to factor OJ in, and you know, it's <laughs> on the watch, and it's, it's, it, that's fine. It's fine. Everything evens out. I yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, that's, that's fascinating. Right. I didn't realize that. So we we were the the PBS yeah. affiliate that came up with Reading Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Lavar like created it with somebody from WNED, or was one of the affiliates that wanted to that wanted go through to it. That's it. why when there was that suit a few years ago with Lavar Burton and. Um, and PBS over like the rights because he you know was mm-hmm. away and wanted to say he said something on his podcast like you don't have to take my word for it right and yeah. they wanted to sue him to say like WNED was in part of that lawsuit really oh. yeah because wow. they were one of the original creators so what how did that turn out if you don't mind me I taking us further I, down the rabbit hole you know what I, do, I don't really remember I I don't I think it was shut up. He can say that on his own podcast. Right, or something you, you like don't. That. <laughs> you don't want to be on that side of history to be the guy who says that Lavar Burton can't say you don't have to take my yeah. word for it. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Which isn't that just a normal phrase, anyways? Well, like isn't that just a normal turn right. of phrase? That was, right. I mean, that was the catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. And also, don't at us. This, I, yes, this, yes. this might not be the correct specifics, but it's that's the general gist of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, I mean. Anyway. And I, th- I think this is this. It was, this comes right back to it because God help me, I love a good catchphrase, yeah. uh, which brings us right back into old sitcoms. All right, yes. Oh boy, old sit. Yeah. So anyway, back to Nickelodeon. Um, <laughs> so originally, what Nickelodeon led into after Nickelodeon went off the air, because you don't. I mean, it doesn't make sense to play kids programming all night long. You know, kids aren't up at those hours. At least they shouldn't be. 
So they had other programming that came on, and uh, up until 1984, that programming had a lot of arts and a lot of entertainment. You might say it was, it had arts and entertainment, oh, <laughs> or A and E, if you will. Oh, I, I see. Yes, I see. yes, ah. it was A and E. That that was the originally network. Yes, that yes. <laughs> wow, um, they don't do they do that? Still? I don't think so. Um, I think Biography got its own network eventually. Didn't? Oh, it? weird. They did. Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, originally it was A and E that that came on after Nickelodeon signed off. I mean, uh, was it it, it? it fits because Nickelodeon was. Sort of, it, it was sort of a quasi PBS Kids kind of at the day. Like it was underwritten by certain corporations. Yeah. It mm-hmm. didn't have commercials at the very beginning. It was kind of viewed as uh, an educational vehicle for a while in its very first few years. Okay. Uh, and so arts, arts and entertainment being on after the regular programming kind of makes sense if you view yeah. it in that way. Was the A&E stuff a programming block or was it a Cartoon Network Adult Swim scenario where it's a, a, cartoon... d- a different network was taking over the bandwidth at that point yes. in time? It, it was that. It okay. was the Cartoon Network Adult Swim, which is what Nick and Knight is actually as well. Right. Um, really? So it's not, it's, it, it's its own separate... It is its own separate channel. Oh, it really? So it, mm-hmm. it's not like just programming of Nickelodeon at night, but right. it's actually its own separate entity. Interesting. Yep. That's wow. right. Uh, I so, learned something today. Yeah. But Nickelodeon's content was changing. A little bit, uh, kind of getting away from the educational pinwheel stuff. You know what pinwheel is? Pinwheel, I remember pinwheel. Yeah, uh, Mr. Wizard, right? Yes, yeah, Mr. Wizard's World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but they were kind of getting into that, and A and E was looking into just becoming its own channel, anyways. Right. This is when A and E was still showing operas and uh, oh. the, the Broadway shows and things like that, like oh, real I, arts and entertainment I instead of Dog en- the Bounty Hunter. I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. Some of yeah. It. There you go. Watch a little uh, 1980s production of Turando. Oh, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So they, they were going to spin off into their own thing, which they did. And that left Nickelodeon with nothing to air. So for the early part of 85, it was just color bars. That's what happened at 8 p.m. Color bars. Beep. Uh, okay. Oh, that's disappointing. Air. Yeah. So Geraldine Laybourne, who was then, I believe, president of Nickelodeon, some big Hi, muckety-muck. I don't know what the official yeah. title was, but but uh, Geraldine uh, Laybourne, she was tasked, she, she uh, you know, said, we got to come up with something to fill this airspace. So, and she wanted to do original programming, but the uh, heads at Viacom were like, uh, no, you're a cable <laughs> channel. And in, and, and in 1980s, like, 1980s original cable programming, heck no. no. Like, there's no way you're getting yeah. original content on there. HBO barely did it with... Mm-hmm. What was that football sitcom? Um, uh, first and Ten? First and Ten was a football sitcom. But <laughs> but the, yeah, even then, they barely got that right. off the ground. Right. So there was no way original programming was happening. No. So she tasked uh, Fred Siebert and Alan Goodman, I believe his name was, to who were sort of a, a promotional guys. These are the guys who did the original identifications for MTV. Right. You know, like all the weird cartoony. Oh, the yeah, yeah, that that was them. Okay, Fred Seibert and Alan Goodman. So they talked. So she talked to them and said, "Okay, we got to do something here." And they said, "Well, we have two hundred episodes of the Donna Reed Show, <laughs> and uh, which uh, notably Jerry Laburn Laburn uh, despised that show, and I do too because it's boring as hell." Um, but, uh, like, like, you know what you think of Leave It to Beaver as? Like, it's, oh, it's the perfect little family. Leave It, Leave It to Beaver is nuanced and, and 
and you know, like muddied compared to the pearly perfection of Donna Reed. <laughs> like it is so nineteen fifties dull. But <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Donna Reed show the one where Donna where she also played her identical cousin. No, that, oh, I think that's that pa- Patty, Patty Duke. Duke. Okay. That's Patty right, Duke. That's Patty Duke. Patty Duke's different. That's fine. She's cute. <laughs> um, no, uh, and so they just, so Fred Siebert and Alan Goodman were just like, well, what if we did like, you know how there's like oldies radio? What if we're oldies TV? And so it began. And just for those of you yeah. listening to this on your on your morning commute or maybe from home, mm-hmm. this oral history of Nickelodeon is not Nate reading through some notes or like perusing Wikipedia. This is off the top of his head with no <laughs> notes, <laughs> names, dates, yeah. uh, specifics. Uh, the, the man has an encyclopedic knowledge of this and uh, and should be commended for for that. Well, I am a I I, I do like dates. <laughs> I like knowing dates. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean that really the rest is history from there. It, yeah. it continued to sort of be its own self and another thing that to note though with nick at night is that it wasn't like they just plopped these reruns on you know that that wasn't the end of it they made these weird little promos and these these interesting presentations around these old shows in a way to kind of goose them up a little spice them up so they had these weird promos like Okay, well, we're going to say how great Nick at Night is and say it's like it's part of our television heritage with a wink and a nod, <laughs> you know. And they would do things like add lyrics to to instrumental theme songs like the Dick Van Dyke Show or My Three Sons. <laughs> it's My Three Sons. It's My Three Sons. They uh, have a dad. dad. <laughs> it's My Three Sons. <laughs> um, but they would do that, or sometimes they would even do things like have. Burt Ward on from the Batman show and say like we need to build the world's largest ball of string everybody look into your hearts give us some string <laughs> and like that, that's what looped around yeah these, Adam uh, West did a couple too I oh think. yeah he totally did like just like admonishing people who weren't watching Nick and I <laughs> like what are you doing <laughs> like first run programming <laughs> <laughs> you know, just being like, just being the Adam Westiest. Yes, right. Um, and even like guys like Dick Van Dyke coming on and just goofing about and, and yeah. having fun with with the whole with the whole shebang. And it, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it kind of gave it an air of like something special. I was watching, you know, yeah. like this is special only at night programming, and in a in a way that cable back then could do. I don't yeah. think that. TV and a lot of media has the power to be like that in that the, the, the way I often will refer to watching cable like deep cable in the 80s and the 90s is it often felt like someone was programming this channel just for you yeah. you were the only person in the world who was watching this at any given time and I, obviously that wasn't true but it felt that way and I think part of that was just the weird the, the weird identifications, the weird interstitials that they would put around that, and the fact that it was at night, you know, all yeah. you would hear, see is like the glow of the TV and chirping crickets outside, you know? Right. I don't know, there's something magical about that. Had, you know, it, the programming block had a good lead into because if I remember correctly, the last thing on regular Nickelodeon before it went off and switched to Nick at night mm-hmm. was Looney Tunes. Yes. So you have Looney Tunes. How many kids sat and watched those Looney Tunes on Nickelodeon? Like at seven thirty, yeah, at seven and seven thirty before bed. Mm-hmm. So what? What do you do? It's on. Yeah, Nick at Night comes on. 
Time for bed, kids. I'm going to yeah. turn the TV off. I'm a dad. Oh, I haven't seen this in forever. Yeah, right. I'm going to put that down. Get these kids to bed, come back and watch this. I yeah. mean, it was like the perfect idea to make sure the kids were watching Nickelodeon yeah. so that when the parents came to tell them to go to bed, they could see Donna Reed or Dick Van Dyke or whoever yeah. was on and say, like, I'm. A, this is what I'm doing yeah. tonight. Right, yeah. Oh, hey, look, it's... Oh, it's WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. I really hope it's that episode where the DJ puts all those turkeys on the steps of City Hall. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and, and is it, this and, the one about the Who concert? Yeah. <laughs> and, and keep in mind, nice, like your your nice <laughs> your uh, availability to watch these things. This is the eighties. Nothing. Yeah. There, I mean, forget DVD. Nothing was released. No one was releasing seasons of shows. On, yeah. on no. VHS, except for Star Trek, they were doing it, but nobody yes. else was. Yeah. Uh, you can um, get uh, the, they're still like I, I I buy old media like videotapes and laser discs, mm-hmm. and with as far as laser disc goes, like you can get every single episode of the original series of Star Trek on laser disc. Absolutely, which I that's got to weigh like fifty pounds. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever see it, call me. Yeah, yeah. but, okay. um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's. It, there was no availability. You couldn't just like right now. I could go on Netflix and watch the entire run of the Dick Van Dyke Show. Oh yeah, this is the eighties. If you want, if you you would, you know, Looney Tunes would be over. You'd be getting ready to put the kids to bed. Dick Van Dyke Show's coming on. And you go, huh? I haven't seen this in a while. And also, I have no other way to ever see this. Yes. Again, it served a real purpose. It, it really, be- it really kind of became like appointment television for reruns, which you know, in this day and age, is just a comical idea, right? But yes. but for 1985, 1980s, the late eighties, that was a revelation, and people really were drawn to that. I I was, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know. I, I think that's really important important to mention. I mean, I remember seeing on the TV guide and seeing that, like, oh my god, at two a.m. they showed the Adventures of Superman. Mm-hmm. The, you know the old black and white one yeah. with George Reeves. Like I've never seen that. I have to see yeah. that. Right. And I mean, I was someone who was kind of interested in that historical pop culture, like at five years old. Yeah. So, but but I was like, man, I I know I got to see this. I got to see this. I got to see this. Read the and, TV topics every day. Right. <laughs> and and I couldn't because like you know there was no way I was getting up at two o'clock in the morning to watch the Adventures of Superman. And, and but the, it was still this very special oh. thing. It's like. Oh, that kind of if stuff. Only and I could. In fact, during that that glorious one month of my childhood where I did have cable, yeah. that's when I learned how to program the VCR to record at specific times. Nice. Because I would check the the, the TV the TV guide yeah. and I would say I would look through it and say what's playing and I would. So not only was I watching it constantly, I was filling up blank VHS tapes overnight. Yeah. Of stuff that I wanted to see. Wow. Um. So I ended up, you know, my brain thoroughly scrambled at the end of thirty days, but I also had like. A dozen blank VHS tapes that I had oh. filled with stuff to watch too to extend that experience, and that's awesome. Isn't that like, cool? like, like, what, what a way to like milk that month for all its worth. Absolutely, that, <laughs> that, I should have learned how to program the VCR because oh, you never did. Oh man, yeah. no. Well, that's the my inner. Yeah. Like you, you were just <laughs> come because, on. Because you know what, my dad would like to watch all that old stuff at night too. So, yeah. so I would be like, hey, dad, can you tape this at like two a.m. <laughs> what do you tape? You tape the Bride of Frankenstein at two a.m. He's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I don't have, I haven't taped that one yet." And but it was always hit or miss was whether yeah. or not my dad would be awake at two a.m. Yeah, like if yeah. if if I could ensure that he fell asleep on the couch while watching the news <laughs> or Letterman, he could get up at two a.m. to do it. If yeah. he if he went to bed, there's yeah. no way, there's no way he was getting. I, so I it was do, like hit or miss. I do remember recording <laughs> a couple movies like off a of TNT Monster Vision. Yeah, that way mm-hmm. um, TNT Monster Vision A and E had old stuff. Oh yeah, did that them. stuff once in a while. A yeah. MC. I had a couple Herbie movies. Um, uh, <laughs> a couple. Uh, there was like a Dolly Parton special. Jeez. It was just like it was. 
it was just really like it was like I have to watch everything. Oh, oh yeah, like there's there's all this content happening at once, and, I, and yeah. I'm, I'm losing this after 30 days. I have to capture as much of it as possible. Um, but no, wow. yeah, it was. I remember there was one tape that was just like two Herbie movies and a Dolly Parton special, and I'm going. And I, like as an adult, I'm like, why did I? Oh, who why? cares? It's fine. Yeah, it does, does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Matter. You know, I, I'm thinking. You know, another thing about Nick at Night that is. Well, sorry. What <laughs> I was just saying. It's like, hmm. How can we? I was trying to find a segue. You oh did no, 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 no! Yeah, no. Like, how can we well, get back on topic? No, I, I, <laughs> I'm thinking about like, you know, like I, I feel like when we were kids. Uh, this isn't to say, like, well, back in my day, things were so much better, which, as Ecclesiastes tells us, is a fool's errand. Um, it, it is a Bible verse, actually, to, to say that uh, to, to say that the old days were better than these is a foolish thing to do. So are you um, saying that we should not true. be trying to, to make things This whole podcast is again. awful. <laughs> yes. We should not be trying to make John things great again. John Hodgman would call us poison. That's, That's right, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> no, but... Uh, but but it is interesting to to note that I, I feel like when we were kids it was a lot easier to stumble upon old stuff. I think correct? so. And watch that. Um, well, was, I mean, Nickelodeon itself would show Lassie and black and white Dennis the Menace. Yes, 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 yes. And, yes, yes. and I it, that, that was just on. And yeah. I mean, I didn't really care for Lassie, but I watched it. Because what else are you going to do? There's no internet. Right. My parents won't let me have video games. Yeah, was like, <laughs> that's, that's it. I wasn't going outside, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, especially think, not on hot summer days. I'm not going outside. It's too hot. Go outside and play. You I think that might depend play. on the definition yeah. of old stuff nowadays, yeah. right? Sure. That was old stuff to us. The yes. stuff that's old stuff on TV now that we can stumble upon is was what we watched when we were kids. Yes. So it's not old stuff to us anymore. Yes. It, but it's right. probably somebody else's old so, stuff. So, right? so Dennis the Menace, uh, I believe, was a show in, from the late, very late 50s into the early 60s, yes. like 59 to, to 63 or something like that. It was like on that. in the afternoons, I think. Yeah, it was right? on in the afternoons, but that in 1992, 1993, that show was 30 years old. Yeah. So now we think about, well, what's 30 years ago from today? It would have been shows from 1988. Full house. Full house. Like <laughs> it's thirty years old and people are at, watching. That. It's the same as yeah. watching those black and white Dennis the Menace yeah. when we were night in nineteen ninety three. The the old stuff that we like to watch it was better. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I never liked Full House. I always hated that. I show. think I liked it because it was on. <laughs> yeah. right. Dave yeah. Coulier yeah, struck fine. me as funny, but it, I just didn't like. I I just I just like. You can look back on that and say, I, 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 I was like, crap. why is nobody? This should be a cartoon. People should be hitting each other on the heads with mallets. Why aren't they doing that? Nobody's eyes are bugging out. I haven't seen Who a single end of Bob Saget anybody. isn't yeah, swearing. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, Yakko wasn't talking to the screen, trying to make some joke that I don't get. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Which is another podcast that you and I, Andy, could do. Oh, well, probably goodness. you, too. Probably. A- Animaniacs. Animaniacs uh, I'll have to, Warner Brothers I have to like, re-binge watch some stuff. I watched it a lot, but oh, I haven't watched well, it Oh, how terrible. Lately. I yeah. know. <laughs> Oh no! It's in the queue next after Gravity Falls, anyway. So. Oh yeah, oh, Gravity Falls is so good, <laughs> but that's a whole other topic yeah. entirely. Uh, but yeah, I, and I feel like Nick and I was part of that, like being able yeah. to f- stumble upon this old stuff. Like yeah. that's how I, that's how I watched all that old stuff. Was Nick and I? That's yeah. how I watched I Love Lucy. Yep. That's how I watched Cheers, Three's Company. Jeez, what else? All in the family. Uh, like, I, like I said before, that was huge. Yeah, for me, all, that, all that the family. I, great. I, it was funny because when I first saw it, I was like. I don't like Archie Bunker at all. He's so mean. I don't like him. I don't like the show. But then, like, as I got older, it's like, oh, I get I'm it. I'm supposed to laugh I at him. I get it. He's supposed to be a jerk, and I'm supposed to hate him. I'm supposed to laugh at him. Because yeah. he's an idiot. Because he's an idiot. <laughs> he's a dumb bigot. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but and then you simply and then you feel sorry for him when he finally does come to his yes. senses at the end of the episode sometimes um but yeah i remember watching taxi taxi was oh on taxi was yeah. Yeah. Taxi was i watched taxi that's yeah. what, that was yeah. when uh when i talked to katie about this about doing this topic she's like you're gonna talk about taxi, taxi. i love taxi yes I have only seen a few episodes of it. I'm not very familiar. I like what I've seen. It was great. Yeah. All, I I re- all I remember is like, that's Christopher Lloyd. I like him better as yeah. Doc Brown. That's uh, that's Tony Danza. I, I like him better on Who's the Boss. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's and that's my that only Dan, recollection. Is that Danny DeVito? Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like yeah. That, that was the first thing you realized about Taxi. He's like, I know all these guys from all these other stuff. That's yeah. Tony from Who's the Boss. That's. Yeah, that's like that's Danny yeah. DeVito. That's uh, Kaneki from Greece. That's yeah. that's Dear John. That's yeah. <laughs> well, something I wish that they had that's con- l- continued to do. Nick and I is like I guess early on, like earlier on in their programming, they showed SNL and SCTV reruns. Yes, which like they stopped doing. Nineteen eighty-eight to like ninety-two. Or yeah, something. very like way before I was paying attention. Yeah, which I can only imagine if I that think, if that was on and I was watching it like when I was eight or nine, like that would have warped my brain. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. was was VH one of Viacom? Yeah, oh yeah. Because uh-huh. SNL and SCTV, I think by the early nineties, those repeats were on VH one. I remember uh, them being okay. on VH one a lot. Okay, right? I remember watching old SNLs on that, VH one. That makes sense. And they, they were off of yeah, took them off of Nick at night. Yeah, but VH1 they they put them on VH1. thing. Yeah, but I I remember them. I remember those reruns of those more on VH one than I did on Nick at night. Yeah. Um, and I guess one last thing I'll say about the history of this before we take a break is uh, in the 90s, they did the, well, it's the whole reason I decided to do this podcast <laughs> now, was the Block Party Summer. Yes. Oh. Did you watch that, Andy? When Did that grow visit like your grandmother's or something? Yeah, yeah. When I was visiting my grandparents, I would watch it. And, I would, and I, that was part of that. Because it was a, a summer month when I when I got that subscription yeah. at home, but yeah, oh, no, yeah. It, I definitely I remember those, and they were oh, they were just fun to watch. Oh, the yeah. Andy Griffith Block Party Summer promo. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You have to tell us about that because apparently you weren't able to find it. Tell us about oh, that well, promo. Oh well, there was a bunch of there's there's the actual promo where they made up lyrics to the theme song. Oh, okay, for Block Party Summer, I, I found will definitely that, put that in. That. Yeah, but they, they used to do there was another one and I couldn't find it, but I'm pretty sure it was Nick at Night. It might have been TV Land, which is. You know, was the offshoot for their own all the time network. Yeah, um, but um, it was a promo, and it was Andy Griffith talking to Opie, and about every fifth word out of Opie's mouth, they just replaced it with a beep. <laughs> so it was like they were having some filthy conversation, <laughs> and Opie was some little trash mouth, and like my it had my dad and I in stitches the yeah. first time we saw it. We're like, what are they doing? And they did it with a bunch. They did like voiceovers yeah. for a bunch of other things. The one I remember yeah. is the Andy Griffith with Opie being censored, and I yeah. but I I couldn't find it. And I feel I'm sorry I couldn't. Yeah, you know mm. maybe that's we'll do some later digging and we can try to put that in or something. <laughs> What are you building? I'm building Mr. Frisbee's giving me a Giving you a His real name's but we call him Mr. Frisbee's keeping him for me until I get the And know what else? He gave Aunt B a A what? A <laughs> but I, I couldn't oh, find yeah. it. But it yeah. was... Let's see what I could do. Let's see what yeah. I could do. I, I did manage like the one promo I was looking for forever. This is not Nick at Night related, but well, it's Nickelodeon related. Uh, the one promo I was looking for forever is there was one I remembered. It was for Looney Tunes, 
and it was uh and all i remembered about it and feeling kind of sad when i was watching it is that there was a part in which it said and no more bosco sorry bosco and then bosco like disappears from view (laughs) and and ever like feeling like oddly sad like oh poor bosco Bosco. (laughs) like that's sad um but i finally finally found it very recently and it was like oh my god i can't believe that this is on youtube for me to watch and yeah maybe i'll splice that in real quick it's like more bugs more daffy more yosemite sam but no bosco more bugs more daffy (laughs) and no bosco sorry bosco get a better look at the looney tunes you want every weekday on nickelodeon no sorry bosco Bosco. (laughs) (laughs) just he's gone He's gone forever I, from the I network. I think that's probably the last time those cartoons were those Bosco cartoons were on TV at all. And, <laughs> and that might have been the very last time. Wow. wow. I mean, most of the, a lot of those cartoons are yeah. public domain, so you could just go to archive.org and watch them now. But anyway, but yeah, Block Party Summer was a lot of fun. Right. I just I, I think that was like the sign for me that summer was really in gear yeah. at that point. Like it was a sign that yeah, man, it really is summer now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, that was always, I think that and was... I could stay up as late as I want. I always feel like Nick at Night, in general, for me, was a summer thing. Um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. was always kind of a night owl uh, yeah. growing up, no matter at what age. I was just mm-hmm. a f- fidgety night owl. Yeah. So never slept. So, so that's, you know, before discovering, like, Conan yeah. and, and the late night stuff... You know, it was it was watching Nick at night, and even even after discovering Conan and all the late night stuff, that that was only an hour. It was always Nick at night. Mm. But you know, the summer would be around. You'd go outside. You'd cause trouble in your neighborhood, play hide and seek and stuff. And then, yeah. you know, your parents called you in because they wanted to go to bed, so they didn't want to worry about you being outside running around. So you came yeah. in yeah. and you ran into the freezer and made the biggest bowl of ice cream you could yes, you could make and yes. you sat down in front of the couch and you are and, doing such a good job at setting the scene and you watched nick at night i mean it, yeah. through any age whatever was on that like i yeah. watched all in the family so many late nights you know because yeah. i mean that that came to nick at night probably when i was like 11 or 12 and that's when i really started watching that so yeah. you know before you had a car so what you're doing you're biking around the neighborhood right yeah and, and so i think that's another thing you too, come in and watch like, that it night. is that sweet spot of childhood yeah or teenage early teenagerhood yeah when yeah you don't have a car like you're not going yeah. anywhere you're not going like, around this is what you're watching you're yeah. only yeah you're not you, yeah you only do so much so long on your bike and get into so much trouble in the neighborhood. Right, you're yeah, going yeah. in, it's up. And yeah. I'm, I wasn't staying, going to go stay at my buddy's house and play video games all night. Yeah. Go, go oh, home man. and I know, read what, a Stephen King book and eat a bowl of ice cream and watch whatever was on Naked Night. I, I remember uh, our, me and my brother, we had a sort of a ritual during this, yeah. this these these summers. And we would lay our, because we had a TV in our room with cable hooked up wow um yes it was very very special i I believe we're only allowed to have that during the summer is the only time my parents would would let that happen um but we hooked up so we had we had the cable and we we would lay sleeping bags on the floor because that's where you would sleep we had sleep with we laid sleeping bags on the floor even though our beds were right there it's special to sleep on sleeping bags on the floor So what we would do is we would watch Nick at Night, Block Party Summer. Our favorite nights was the Jeffersons night. <laughs> we loved we loved the Jeffersons. So we watched that, and then we'd switch over to Cartoon Network okay. because at midnight they would play Batman the Animated Series. Oh yep. And yep, then yep. at twelve thirty they would play Dragon Ball Z. Ah. Okay. So we would watch those two shows, 
and then we would play Star Fox 64 until we fell asleep. <laughs> and it was the best. That's how you do it. The yeah. best. Oh, my gosh. Was, Those are some of my fondest yeah. summer memories. But it was yeah. just... Always started with Nick at Night later. Yeah. Night. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. That's right. From, you know, all in the family in the early teen years to then when you actually started going out or, you know, I, I remember even being of drinking age and, you know, summer break from college. So yeah. you're, you're home and you go out yeah. and drink with your buddies and, you know, come home to NT because I'm not sleeping on anybody's couch or floor all the time. Yeah, right. And I'd come home. I, I'm not asleep yet. I got to eat my gyms. <laughs> mash, yeah. right? Yeah, mash. And then mash mm-hmm. late at night on Nick at Night or TV yeah. Land or any of that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, you watched it. I think that's something. You know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, we're darting around so much because I, I think we're all just sort of awash with these deep-seated <laughs> memories. Yeah, you yeah know? absolutely. Uh, it's not often you get to talk about these specific memories. So I think for us, it's kind of just like, oh, man, you remember doing this? Man? Yeah. But I, I feel like something is missing. With, like uh, If you watch me TV today... Like, there doesn't seem to be so much of a tongue-in-cheek thing when you watch MeTV yeah. or Antenna TV. There seems to be actual reverence oh, for, yeah. the show, for the 100%. programming yeah. they're showing, 100%. which is weird for yeah. me. Um, I'm used to watching these shows while they're being made fun of right. in that very 90s well, ironic way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, the, the thing, too, about MeTV, and, uh, and I don't mean this to be flip or crass in any way, but uh, a lot of the actors on the MeTV shows are kind of in quick succession dying and passing yes. away yeah and so they they find themselves like you know remembering uh yeah. forgive me the guy who played uh the, the guy who played uh, uh winchester on mash who passed away oh yeah i don't know uh, and so he, like, he, he but, passed away and so yeah. I know and, and so about. they were being respectful and like we're remembering him with a you know with yeah, a I lot suppose that's very true of, yeah. and so they i feel like you know if they ever wanted to be flip or whatever they'd I find I feel like they'd have to very quickly backtrack because a lot of these actors are passing away before our eyes. Yeah, and and so they That's very true. They almost like have a line to walk that maybe Nick and I didn't have to worry about because these actors were old, but they weren't. They were alive. They, yeah, they weren't yeah. dying off as as quickly. Yeah, well, I remember them doing things about like I Love Lucy, but at that point, like they had been dead for years, right? And, and you just yeah, yeah, who cared? Yeah, I mean, I mean, people cared obviously, but like nobody felt like it had to be. Right, this there was reference. a time this. passing. Right. Yeah, you know, and I also yeah. think, like, in terms of like, I love Lucy, and being, you know, if you're making fun of them or their characters, which reminds like, me they of knew, promo, they knew which, exactly yeah. what they were doing when they were playing those characters that way. Oh yeah, exactly. Desi Arnaz knew exactly what he was doing. Oh yeah, for his character, Lucy. Yeah. You know, they just they, you know, it was that does remind me of another promo though about like. The pants that ate Fred Mertz, and it showed like how as oh, the yeah. series went yes. on, like yes. Fred Mertz's pants got higher, higher and higher. higher, and higher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the pants, the pants that ate yeah. Fred Mertz. Those, how <laughs> they did those were so great. Like we were talking before we even came on, like the yeah. the unsolved mysteries of what happened to Chuck Cunningham. Yeah, what happened? He to went Chuck upstairs Cunningham. and nobody ever saw him again. Cunningham mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I I gosh. do have a question because we're talking about in. Before, because I think after the break we're going to get into some of our favorite yeah. shows, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But this is that before we're talking yeah. about watching experience. How yeah. did you guys like? What <laughs> I have to say, like, because I was thinking about this day, what kind of TV did you watch all these on? Because in my oh. parents' house, they had, and and you know, they weren't cheap, but they just if it wasn't broke, don't fix it. And we yeah. had, we were, they were looking for a second TV, and we had neighbors who were moving away and weren't going to take their TV with them, and it was an old. 
1970s in the wooden cabinet yes. with all the drawers on it and like yes. the shelf the on the con- top that you could use console it, TV. you could use it as like a buffet if yeah, you wanted to yeah. cover it. it was an old console tv so you yeah. know it had the the speaker on the you know on I the side of it the ornamental TVs. drawers mm. and so i would watch nick at night on this old that is console the tv way to watch the, yeah. like the big the big round like concave screen yeah and i mean that's how that's how i watched all that nick at night that's and i mean just the way to do and it. then when it was done you'd push the power button off and you could see the three little color spots in the middle fade away in yeah. the darkness before yeah the whole thing fully like cooled off and shut yeah, right. off but that's yeah. i watched it on the old console tv and, and the little the, the barely audible high frequency buzz went off yep. into mm-hmm. the distance yep but yeah, oh, you watch man. it. I watched it on the TV, the type of TV that those shows were meant to be watched on. Yeah, that, that was wow. a big part of the experience for me too. Like yeah. that was cool. That's, well, you beat my experience. I remember that. Uh, mine was on. A, I had my parents' old. Uh, well, earlier on, we had this old uh, uh, J.C. Penny TV from like the early eighties. Okay. So it had like push button stuff. Yeah. It was cable ready. You right. Know, so it didn't yeah. have the dials, but it did have wood grain. So yeah. it was a wood paneled yeah. TV. So that's how we watched Nick at Night very early on because we had that, you know, in the rooms. And then later on, we had this little TV VCR combo that my okay. dad, that my parents only had because uh, it was useful for car trips because it it was one of the kinds of TVs you could plug into the car. Oh, nice. oh. and okay. so so for car trips, my dad would had an old milk crate and he'd put. TV on top of the milk crate in between seats so we could watch movies on car trips. Oh, nice. That's um, a good idea. So, uh, but yeah, but we, but in the meantime, when they we weren't on car trips, uh, my my brother and I used that. It was a very small TV. I believe it was like a nine inch television yeah. set. Wow. Which, if you can imagine, like bothering to watch on something <laughs> that small without having it like two feet away from your face. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we do that now with like tablets and stuff. Right. But but this was like no, my me and my brother were lying in bed. Like six feet away from this nine-inch screen, and we—that's right. how we were watching it. Just for perspective, your phone is a six-inch screen, right? <laughs> yes. Just so right. point that out to you, right? Yes, yes. Of course, it's a different ratio. So. Of, of course, yeah. right? Still, yeah. Uh, that's that's funny. What about you? How'd you? What, yeah. Well, you, what was it like at your grandma's house? Oh, oh both night? grandparents, because it was my, my grandparents yeah. on my or my great grandmother on my mom's side, and then my grandparents on my dad's side, and they both had the. The, the console TV of old. Yeah. And it's funny, my great-grandmother, when her when her TV died and she wanted to get another TV, she hunted to uh, appliance stores up and down the area until she found an, a, a newer incarnation of that console TV in, like, 1991. Wow. Um, and so it was, uh, yeah, it was just a, she just didn't like the idea of one of those, you know, Sil- Silver-looking plastic televisions. She thought they looked uh-huh. looked cheap and hokey, and it yeah. and, it, and it, yeah. didn't, it wasn't right unless it was a wooden console television. Yeah. Ooh, and, that's the way I still feel. <laughs> I know, and I have one. I I, I have a beautiful yeah, one yeah. in my home. I just uh, you do have a gorgeous console TV I that do. has that has RCA inputs. Yeah, like, was, that must have been like one of the last models of console yeah, TV. Yeah, the the manufacturer date in the back of it is 1992. So it was probably oh, that had to be the last console yeah, TV yeah. you could buy. Part of the last run of it, and it's so yeah. I, and I have the original remote, and it's it's got RCA inputs in the back, so it's got the best of both worlds. And yeah, uh, and it's a uh, it's going strong. Wow, may may it live forever. May it live forever. I've had a couple TVs die on me recently, and it makes me scared, and, and probably probably will turn me into a hoarder. While I start just keeping like five extra CRTs oh. in the attic, just yeah. just to be sure. You're gonna be driving down the side of the road, and someone's gonna have it have their yeah. TV off of the garbage, and you'll stop Ooh, it. A Does it run? It's mine. Does it work? Does it work? <laughs> yeah. Man, if I had only known you like five years ago. 
Oh, did you my, get rid of your CRTs? Well, we, my wife, her uh-huh. grandfather was a used to sell like tubes, vacuum tubes for these old TVs. Oh my so God. when we first moved in, you know, we first this. moved into <laughs> our current house, which is yeah. her grandfather's old house after yeah. he, after he passed. Yeah. <laughs> we were like three or four, the old cabinet TVs. Oh. We sold them at a garage sale. Two theaters who would use them as props so they didn't okay. go to anybody who was going to junk them but man okay. if you had known me five years ago you would have come oh. to my garage sale and you could have bought yourself me yep. mm. i mean i don't know if it was in any work it would not have been in any working condition but it, it was yeah. a beautiful looking thing yeah but we had a few we had Th- a couple those of are them. those are fun i love looking at like youtube videos of yeah. like uh pre-world war ii televisions you ever yeah. seen those like yeah. they have they have like the porthole screens yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, those yeah. are amazing. Those are yeah. amazing televisions, to, 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 or the ones that like have the TV in a cabinet vertically and yep. a mirror displays it to yep. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are so cool. Yeah, those are so cool. Like, yeah. I they take up so much space. Yes. Uh, maybe someday when I have a giant house, I'll get one of those those old TVs, put it next to my pinball machine, and there you go. Be great. <laughs> All right. When I own a pinball machine. One of these blessed days. Get a bubble hockey machine, too. Dude, I got a rod hockey table. I know. I'm already one step there, man. All right. One step there. Getting close. But uh, anyway, so I think we've we've we've, we've covered good ground here yeah. on this first half of this Nick at Night podcast. What do you say we uh, go on break? And when we come back, we'll talk about some of our favorite shows that we discovered through this magical little programming block. So we'll, uh, I'm, I'm going to put probably way too many promos in the break because there's just so many great old Nick at Night promos. So anyway, uh, yeah, we'll catch you in a little bit. All right. Hello out there from TV land, a beautiful place to be. Nick at Night, better living through good TV. Dick Van Dyke is Robert Petrie who comes home Laura and accidentally trips over that thing. But sometimes he doesn't do that because they changed it. Instead, he skirts it with a nifty step. And there's yet another version. He clears the ottoman, but ironically, he stumbles on the rug. After that, Rob and Sally and Buddy shake hands. Then the episode title comes up, obscuring Richie. And notice Rob shakes hands with Buddy again. And that's it. Favorite face. She always says, don't play ball in the house. Or does she? Carol Brady always says, Hi, honey, how was your day? She sometimes says, Will somebody please tell me what's going on? Once she said, Don't tell me those rabbits got into the shower with Greg. But she never in all 117 episodes ever said, Don't play ball in the house. But if she had, it would have sounded something like this. Don't play ball in the house. The Brady Bunch, weeknights at 9 on Nick at Night. It's the pants that ate Fred Mertz. Although they appear to be typical menswear, these pants are a parasite. Trousers that slowly consume their unlucky host. Fred's appetite increases as he is now eating for both himself and his pants. And once they get a hold of his necktie, they never let go. Watch the eternal struggle between a man and his pants on I Love Lucy, TV's original hit on the place for TV hits, Nick at Night. Hey everyone, it's your affable host, Nathaniel Lockhart, 
here uh, saying we don't have any real promos, so to speak, this week. We're in the midst of re-recording brand new ones. But just suffice to say, there's a lot of E3 stuff going on, or, well, it's already completed by now, but it's all up there. If you want to look up, like, reaction videos, reviews of press conferences, whatever the heck else happens with E3, it's all up in there. Uh, check out thegeekverse.com and go to the YouTube page. There's plenty of E3 happenings there. Also, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekverse. This website ain't free to run, and it's kind of a passion project, so if you feel like keeping helping to keep the lights on, please send a few bucks our way. Also, be sure to check out our other podcasts on the Geekiverse network. There's a, a Geek's Got Game, covering video games, apropos for your E3 business. There's also Girls Who Geek, about women in the world of geekdom. There's also Walking Carpet, which is all about Star Wars and Star Wars-related things, like the Battle of Endor and that other Ewok movie, the Ewok Adventure, right? That's what it's all about? Anyway, so there's that. Uh, you can check all that out there. Also, another thing I want to mention real quick, this is uh, not related to the Geekiverse, but it's something near and dear to me. Uh, for my uh, birthday, Facebook gives you a little pop-up that says, you know, like, oh, your birthday's coming up. Blah, blah, blah. But it also said this year, that said, you know, if you'd like, you can ask people to donate to a cause for your birthday. And I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. So I put up on my Facebook a request for donations for the Women's Recovery Center of Cleveland. If you'd like to uh, check into that, they do a lot of really good work help, helping uh, women who are battling uh, addiction, who are uh, coming from uh, abusive homes, and all that kind of that really good stuff, stuff that is sorely, sorely needed in the world today. So I encourage you to check it out. There will be a link in the show notes uh, to my donation page, and I highly encourage you to throw a few bucks towards that cause. Anyway, with that having been said, let's get into a few more of these lovely little promos, and we'll get back to the show. You're wide awake, hour after hour passes, and still no sleep. And you wouldn't have it any other way, because you're a super achiever. Getting an early start on tomorrow, tonight, with Nick at Night Overnight. Let the slackers sleep while you spend quality time with quality shows. Hit sitcoms that will help you face the new day with a fresh perspective and a smile on your face. Nick at Night Overnight. It's why more and more Americans are getting by on less and less sleep. Join the My Three Sons sing-along. Oh, My Three Sons, yes, My Three Sons, it's My Three Sons on Nick at Night. They've got a dad, his name is Steve, he's got a job, he's really tall. And then there's Bob, he makes them food, they've got a dog, they're My Three Sons. When it's time to relax, there's only one place for better TV today. It's free both modern, wild and free. Watch Nick at night for good TV. Yeah. 
Hey everybody, we're back. We got ourselves uh, some more drinks, at least I did. Uh, use the restroom. We're ready to go here. I'm talking about some of our favorite shows that we discovered on Nick at Night when we saw it back in the day. Uh, does someone want to start besides me? Or shall I? Go ahead. Okay. It's your this is, this show. is your show. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the ones that really stands out to me and one that I always think of as a Nick at Night show is the Munsters. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. There are a lot of other shows that I've kind of watched in other contexts to a large degree, um, or at least like learned about the history of or something like that that sort of takes it out of its my original viewing context of it. Like Happy Days is that way for me. Yeah. Like I've just I've seen it in so many different contexts right. and rerun on so many other different channels that it doesn't really register that way to me. But to me the Munsters is just a Nick at Night show. And that's yes. like when I watch it to this day, it takes me back to watching it on Mondays on Block Party Summer. Monster right. Mondays. Yeah, they as did. It was. Yep. Um, and I I love that show. I really do. I love one of my favorite things in uh, fiction or, or like uh, horror comedy or things like that is horror figures acting as though they're perfectly normal. And, like, why are you so afraid? This is just what we do, you right. know? Um, the Adams Family is different from the Monsters because they know they're weird. Uh, they know they're strange and they kind of revel in it. Yeah. Whereas the Monsters are just oblivious to the fact. Yes. They, just right. think, they just think they're normal. They're normal. And then yeah. their beautiful cousin is the weird one. Is the weird one. Yes. Oh, she's disgusting. This blonde. <laughs> can't do anything with her. Yeah, can't do anything with her. Like, maybe maybe someday we'll get her boyfriend, but I just don't know. Uh, what was her name? Marion? Yeah, so yeah, something I like that. So. But I, I just love that. I, I loved, um, even as a kid, I really love, I think we mentioned this on the Universal Monsters podcast, is that I loved Frankenstein. I loved the, the Frankenstein's monster. I loved him. Yeah. Because he's a very sympathetic monster. He's not trying to be a bad. No. Bad. He just can't help himself. He's just he's just a big, overgrown kid with no sense of his own strength. Right, and, exactly. And things like that. And that's how Fred Gwynn portrays Herman exactly, Munster. Yeah. And her and he has just the perfect like little like oh so I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He has this like perfect little nebbish voice yep. to go along with this giant monster frame. Yep. And I love the way he just sort of like recoils when he's like done like something. Nebbish voice he, and, he, and he, jittery hands. Yeah, jittery like hands. hands like when he accidentally destroys something. He's like, oh, 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 oh so, so, so sorry. And he just, I, I love that. I, <laughs> I, just, I love Fred Gwynn and I love um, Al Lewis as Grandpa Munster. <laughs> yes. Now, Hyman, you got. I just can't. I, I can't do the voice as well as Billy West does it. And, and, and he Billy went on West to be a impression. United States senator, did he not? Al Lewis? Yeah, uh, uh, Grandpa Munster. Did he? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, give me a second. I want to look this up. just going to look this up. Adorable old yeah. Jewish vampire. Yeah. Uh, the one who's always kind of goading Herman into <laughs> yeah. these these scenarios. Like, no, you better try out for the team, Herman. You could yeah. get good with, yeah. you know, show your, uh, show, oh, show your son you're a minch. You yeah. know? <laughs> It's, it's uh, oh, I, I love it. I love I love that show. Yeah, I never um, watched. I I just remember like I enjoyed it when I watched it. It was never something that like I always watched regularly. So I'm never familiar. Like I, there's probably not epi- certain episodes I can remember, but I yeah. can remember Herman and I like I remember the hands like the yeah. very so, like yeah. delicate hands for yeah. uh for a Frankenstein's monster. It, yes, like, yes. Um, and, and Lillian yeah. was his was his beautiful vampire wife. Right. Yeah. Right. And I remember 
Remember the dragon under the stairs? Yep, the dragon under the stairs. I remember uh, briefly. Didn't they combine it with like the Adams family on Nick at Night? There was a like a. It wasn't I, they a. It, must wasn't, have. it was like a. It was just a few months, but it was Munsters yeah. and Adams family. They did yeah, them back to back. They flopped them. Flip flopped yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I do recall that. Uh, what, what have you found, Andy? Any? Uh, um, I don't believe Al Lewis did. I, I think his work after the Munsters was mostly like being a horror host. I think he did that okay. gig on some local stations. He has notably on uh, uh, licensed his likeness to an Atari seventy eight hundred game called Midnight Mutants. <laughs> Midnight Mutants, I think, is the name of it. Midnight All Mutants, right. starring Grandpa, because uh, they couldn't call him Grandpa Munster right. because that was trademarked. Trademark, but they could call him. Grandpa. But Al Lewis's likeness wasn't. Right. Uh, well, at least like... it was licensed to them, right. so they could use that. So it's Midnight Midnight Mutants. Featuring Grandpa. Grandpa. Ah, uh, yes. What I found is that he uh, he ran uh, as the Green Party candidate oh. uh, for governor of New York in 1998. Oh. He sought to be listed on the ballot as Grandpa Al Lewis, arguing he's most mi- widely known by that name. <laughs> this was rejected by the Board of Elections. Uh, he obviously did not win. Yeah. Um, but his total of 52,000 votes was en- enough to get uh, the Green Party an automatic ballot line for the next four years. Wow, way to go, Al Lewis. So, yes, he never was elected to anything, but he tried so hard. Yeah, he sure did. Oh, your parents should have voted for him, man. Oh. We couldn't have. <laughs> now, no, just because we mentioned Pass. it, what was, the, what was the name of the actor who played Gomez on The Addams Family? John Aston. John Aston. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I just couldn't remember his name. John I Astin. do love John Aston. He was, was it when. Um, Frank Gorshin couldn't be the Riddler, wasn't he? Riddler on the old. Oh Batman yeah, he did show? The, do that. He once. did Riddler mm-hmm. once or twice. Yeah, he, he did Riddler once or twice. He's also on one of my favorite mid '90s uh, a, a, uh, adult animation. Oh yeah, shows. Uh, Duckman. You ever watched Duckman? He was on Duckman. He's on Duckman in a couple episodes, and he plays kind of a shyster. Oh wow. Um, who like sells coffins or something like that? Like, I think he, I remember him on an episode of Step by Step as like yeah. a buddy of Cody's, and he. He, Tried to go skydiving. So, that voice is perfect. Yeah, he's got the perfect voice. Oh, yeah, I great. love John Aston's voice. But yeah, that's yeah, the, the monsters monster. for me. Important, nice. special. I want to watch yes. it right now. I wish it was streaming somewhere. It's not, uh, unless I want to pay for it by episode on Amazon. Which no, oh. thank you. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I'm not paying a dollar ninety nine to watch an episode of the monsters. Is I'm going to go to the library and get that, the DVDs. Is is, is that right. uh? Is that without a Prime membership, or is that does Prime give without you the privilege? Prime, Prime oh. does not even give you the privilege. Prime right. does not give you the privilege. You nope. can't stream it on Prime. Nope. Can't stream it on Prime. Buy it or nothing. Just buy it or nothing. Oh, That's the only way sure. you can currently watch it online. Like I, I even like went to Daily Motion. I went to Daily Motion. <laughs> wow. Like the 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 C tier of YouTube. Yeah. And nothing. And that's usually where you can go. Like if you can't like if you can't find a pirated show on YouTube, you can, you could usually find it on Daily, Daily Motion. Motion. Yep. It's been scrubbed everywhere. Wow. I just want to watch the monsters. It shouldn't be hard. It's 2018. Anyway, uh, someone else go. Uh, For me, it would be the... I enjoyed greatly the the Dick Van Dyke show. Mm -hmm. And and I I enjoy that actor, as I've I've mentioned in the past. But uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, there's just something about it where... It really, really holds up. Like I still watch oh, it. Oh yeah, dude. I watch it now, and I, I think these jokes are still sharp. They're still funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the the wit is quick. Um, Dick Van Dyke is, is very, uh, very, very talented comedian, but he can also do the the physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore 
in that show is just gorgeous and yeah. and, not, and and beyond that she she can deliver the lines with as much uh sharpness and comedic timing as anybody on that show. Oh yeah. Like I mean eat your heart out June Cleaver. Like yeah. seriously. Yeah. Like get out of town. Mary Tyler Moore is here. Like <laughs> Yeah, like she just she can she she can tell a joke. Mm-hmm. Like don't let the pretty face fool you. That 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 woman can tell a joke. Yeah. Um and so I I always really enjoyed it. I I like that the kid Richie wasn't just like the perfect little kid. He was kind of a brat sometimes yeah. and I yeah. and I liked the realism of that. Yes. Um, where I didn't like him very much, I'm like, well, I often don't like how kids behave. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so that's it's, fine. It's just being a kid. Like, that's some, yeah. somehow I would think of, like, that's how I think of my son sometimes. Like, sometimes, like, I love him and I love to be around him, and sometimes I'm like, could you just get out of my hair? Like, <laughs> right. I'm trying to get stuff done here. That's wow. that's just that's just how it is. It is. I, I think that show is, uh, it doesn't get enough credit for how, observant it is of just the little minutia of family of just being in a little family it's, it's true there's an episode that i watched recently where um uh, mary tyler moore's character is balancing the checkbook uh-huh. and she's like where is where did this 20 dollars go and yeah. she's like i work really hard just to make every every penny count where did this 20 dollars go mm-hmm. and he's like oh well i i lent it to my coworker, and he never paid me back and it's dick van dyke being too awkward and uncomfortable to bring up the fact that he yeah. owed this guy money, and yeah. then and then finding out it was in fact that Dick Van Dyke had owed owed the coworker much more than that, <laughs> and so the coworker hadn't paid it back because he was waiting for the and it was just the the very ad, adult situation of how do you talk about money with friends? Like yes. how, how do you bring that uncomfortable topic up? <laughs> right. And it's like that's just that's as, forever relatable. Yeah, that's yeah. just as hit you in the gut. In 2018, as it was in 1963, and then of right. course there's Maury Amsterdam and uh, and uh, Rosemary, yes, who are wonderful. Oh my yeah. goodness, I love Rosemary. Rose, and yeah, and she she yeah. passed away recently. Very and, but recently. man, she very recently, yeah, and she she too yeah. could tell a joke. And man, yeah. that every there was no bad person on that cast. That no. that was just a gold. And it's, it have was. Have you ever seen um, Ro- Rosemary? What she did like very early on in her career? No, which her career started as Baby Rosemary. And she sang like as a four-year-old. I, I have an old Vitaphone short if you want to see it oh, wow. for whatever reason. It's four-year-old Rosemary singing a jazz tune and tap dancing. Oh, it's, wow. It's amazing. <laughs> and I, I found out from Dick Van Dyke's um, uh, biography that he wrote, or autobiography, mm-hmm. um, that the Dick Van Dyke show did, even though it was instrumental, there were lyrics written for it by the the person oh. who wrote it. Yes, and I have them pulled up. I'm not going to read them, but they're just it, they're they're lyrics. Well, and, of course you're not going to read them. You're going to sing them for us. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> you want people to come back next week? But no. Um, the supposedly the song was called uh, "Tiny Bubbles." Okay. And so if you ever uh, get bored, go online and Google the the Dick Van Dyke Show theme song lyrics, and uh, mm. it's a, and the because the the title of the song was called "Tiny Bubbles." Anyway, this one is uh, the first. I'll just do a couple lines of it. It's, yeah. Um, so you think that you've got troubles? Well, troubles a bubble. So tell old Mister, so tell old Mister Trouble to get lost. Do it. I see. But yeah, so it's just this is like get ready for a sitcom. Yeah, folks. yeah. Troubles are bubbles, and they're gonna pop and go away. Troubles are bubbles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. So that's that's the thesis. But yeah, those are words for it. Yeah, I like leaving an instrumental in that case. Yeah, and that's fine. It, that, that doesn't convey the, the nuance that the show carries. It's true. Right. Yeah, and I th- I just think that's such a 
a great find because Dick Van Dyke's career wasn't exactly taking off at that point. He was actually struggling quite hard and almost yeah. almost out of the business. Oh yeah, he was doing uh, he was hosting Terry Tunes on yeah. CBS. Yeah, he was hosting Heckle and Jekyll cartoons, and he got fired from that job. Actually, oh my gosh, he and got fired. From he got it? fired from that job. Oh my god. Um, so how yeah, hard it, is it to just say here's here's Dinky Doodle, <laughs> like, <laughs> enjoy right. But no, so that 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 put his career on the path, and it was just it's just such a a warm show that I can watch anytime and and not feel like oh I have to translate this from the early '60s to now. It's just sit back and it just it it's definitely comfort food television. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very good, Trey. I was gonna say one, but I'll save that for the next round or go around. Yeah. I I'll talk about um, well I'll touch on Mary Tyler Moore. Briefly, because her own show, show, her own show, I do like the when Mary it was Tyler on Moore Nick and Night was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I Ed, Asner, like oh, Ted Ed Asner, Ed Asner is a treasure. Ed, Ted yes. Knight is a treasure. Still with us, Ed Asner. Yes, Mary, uh, Mary Tyler Moore is gone. We still have Ed Rose Asner. Rose is gone too, right? Uh, no, yeah, I don't know about no, that. I'll look that up. You keep talking. I'm going to look. But that up. I mean that that was great too, and I think yeah. I think. Like I made the connection just there because you were talking about it. Because I, I remember initially making the connection when it was on uh, when I was a kid. Because you could see Dick Van Dyke and then Mary Tyler Moore was on. I was going, oh, she's from the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, she's the wife from the Dick Van Dyke show, and it it's almost it's not weird because they they're not related at all. But like mm-hmm. you know, she moves away up to Minnesota. Minnesota is it? Yeah. after a like a breakup. Yeah, and it almost like, and you think about it in the context, she she, had, you know, made her her name at the start playing the wife of this Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, her identity was the wife of the leading man. Yeah, um, and then she got her own show, and she was on her own, and she sort of divorced from that role in the way like her character divorced from whatever guy she was on the show, and yeah. she left. Mm-hmm. So it was almost as though like. When you think about like I, I think about it back now, and it's almost like seeing her on there is like she divorced from Dick Van, like mm-hmm. you know, not really, but like her character divorced from Dick Van Dyke and went off on her own and had her own show now, Mary yeah. Tyler Moore show, mm-hmm. the Dick Van Dyke show, the Mary Tyler Moore show, and then, mm-hmm. um, I mean that it was great, that was funny. I mean, I you know like as a kid, you remember more about Ed Asner because he just played a crotchety old Lou Grant real well. Or right. you remember Ted yes. Knight because he was the pompous ass yes so well. right yes um, that was one of the first ones that i you know after after like the dick van dyke and the dobie gillis and the donna reed and the patty duke that mm-hmm. you watched when you were i watched when i was really young and just remember that being there and watching it and thinking you know some of it was funny but not totally you know it was you remember nick at night I remember Nick at Night from when I was real young, more for like the logo and just the the general atmosphere, of the yes. place, the cozy, yes. classic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when I first really like, I probably started really paying attention was when Mary Tyler Moore came along on that show, and they started to transition into the '70s mm-hmm. stuff, like like Mary Tyler Moore and All in the Family and happy that type of thing, and, and Happy Days. Yeah. And I mean, I'll talk more about. All in the family on the next go around. Oh yeah, because yeah. that was my big one for that. Hell but, yeah. but I mean, I, I I wanted to touch on Mary Tyler Moore because it was I think the first when that type of stuff started coming on is when I first started paying attention to mm-hmm. what I was seeing on Nick mm-hmm. and 
it wasn't just uh, oh look it's Lucy and she's doing something silly. She's yeah. doing something silly and it's yeah. funny and it's, it's great. Funny, but like yeah. I'm not. I'm, she's barfing up vitamin. But vi- like vitamin I, you again. know, I might yeah. be reading a Goosebumps book and I'm looking up at the gags right. as right. opposed to watching the thing all the way through. Right. Like I'm not watching everything. I'm 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 st- mm-hmm. stopping whatever else I'm doing to watch the gag and laugh at the gag. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I get you. Yeah. I think another one for me, and I'm trying to think if I want to talk about cheers or happy days i feel like we all have more to say we each of us have more to say about cheers so let's all right let's go into that okay i'll say briefly i watched a heck of a lot of happy days i did too the uh, i enjoyed it a lot the Fonz is great mm-hmm. um i still laugh whenever i hear the yeah. name real can you name, yeah. can you name just... three spinoffs uh mork and mindy yeah. laverne and shirley uh joni loves chachi yeah yeah well done yeah. And uh, bl- uh, um, something beauties. Uh, there was another one. There was oh, a fourth, was a fourth one. one. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was that? Yeah. It was like Blansky's beauties or something. <laughs> yeah, Blansky's beauties. Okay. It was. Uh, 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 it was. Um, it was very very brief. So there you go. <laughs> That's your trivia answer for the day. <laughs> nice. If you haven't already been inundated with them at that yep. at this point. But yeah, Cheers was fun. I I enjoyed it. I liked the warm, fuzzy, nostalgia nature of it. You, you know, actually, I, I do want to say something. That I'm thinking about Happy Days. Is this something that I think Nick and I allowed us to do? Is it allowed us to connect with our parents in a certain yes. level? Yeah. And I was able to. I mean, it caused me to ask them certain things, like what What does this joke mean? Why is this funny? You yeah. know, why is everyone laughing at this? Or or, or even, like, when I'm watching The Wonder Years, like, I remember, like, asking my dad, like, Dad, did you know anyone who died in Vietnam? Or things yeah. like that, you know? What does sit on it mean? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> what does sit on it? Do you know what that means? Yeah. And it, it, it was kind of a, ne- a neat way to be able to bond with my parents yes. that would have been maybe harder to do in other ways. Right. Uh, to be able to share at least television and and that kind of a thing. I, I, remember, I remember, this is not Nick at Night, but I do remember watching a family guy episode and they talked about like making shake and bake and then stewie goes and i helped <laughs> yeah. and i was like what is that and i talked to my mom i told my mom I was like what is what does that mean like why did he say that oh you don't you and don't remember that, that no i don't was like, oh, was I, like, I do remember oh you do and I'm it's, one it's, year older than you bake. i shouldn't yeah, uh, yeah. I helped. and i helped and i was like i don't know what that was and i was like oh yeah it was a commercial but anyway, I, I think we're all sort of interested in our parents' stories of growing up as kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, my son always asks me all the time, like, what did you play with when you were growing up? Did you watch this when you were growing up? Is this something that you yeah. did? And I, I think as kids, you're, you're, you're sort of naturally interested in what your parents were like right. when they were like you. And Happy Days and Nick at Night kind sure. of allowed us yeah. to, to one way of connecting that. I mean, you think, and then like... And it probably it served if they were watching it with their parents a way to connect it to their parents because it was a it was a nostalgia mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. You know, it started in what I mean. My my parents would have been. I, I mean, my my parents were already like seventeen and eighteen by the time Happy Days started. Yeah, but I mean, it's still they they were still familiar with it. Oh yeah, you know they they still didn't. It wasn't you know they weren't past it by then. So yeah, they still watched it and then mm-hmm. you know for. Some of their, some of them, some of their parents might have still been growing up in the fifties or having, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. I think what it was what I think it was supposed to say started maybe twenty years before the the year it started, so it was supposed yeah. to be like fifty four through yeah. whenever, yeah. Um, 
so I mean, you know, my my grandparents got married in 1954. Yeah. So like, I mean, they were they they, they were out of high school by then, but they weren't mm. much off of it. You know, they were yeah. they were still around. You know, at that time, they were still like you know present in mm. everything that was going on at that time. Even you know, just because they were only slightly removed from their teen years, so they must have been a bonding thing for them. Yeah. Um, in, in in a way, perhaps the way Wonder Years was, yeah, for, for the us. generation afterwards. It also gave our parents it, the first wide introduction of like a touchstone of our parents' generation, which was Robin Williams when Mork, oh, Mork yes. showed up. Yeah. yeah, I mean he was a he was already a pretty popular stand up. Yeah, but if if you weren't really into listening to comedy albums all the time, which I mean I'm sure, yeah, you, other than going to see these guys yeah. at clubs and stuff like the albums were, yeah. you weren't always on the lookout for comedy albums. Which you my mother loved. Right, <laughs> my oh, mother yeah. loved uh, Robin Williams stand up. Oh yeah, uh, because he because he would do Elmer Fudd singing yeah. Ooh Fire, and yeah. my mom thought that was the funniest oh, thing yeah. in the world. For some reason <laughs> but like after his comedy albums it brought yeah. him to a like a, a wider yeah. audience mm-hmm. right um i mean it, it was a and he was a big part of the culture of our parents generation they saw him either doing stand-up or they saw him on for mork for mork on an episode of happy days and then mork and mork and mindy and i mean it's mm-hmm. yeah you know it was a is when he shot up and he shot up partially because of his appearances on that show yeah. you know and someday um you know, your kids, Andy, will be watching Nick at Night, and they'll be watching Scrubs, and they'll be talking to <laughs> oh, us about it. Jeez. Uh, uh, we're getting old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're getting old, don't everybody. Don't me now. Of course, yeah. of course we are. They'll oh, ask oh, us boy. stuff about Scrubs, and we'll just be like, no. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> these people aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's like JD. Yeah. <laughs> a Turk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, happy day. You know what? I, I think I'll just stick to happy days and say that. Yeah, that we was, could, yeah. That, that was that that was a big one that I just watched. Yeah. I, I just watched to hell and back. I watched it constantly. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. And I still enjoy it today. If I see it on TV, I'm I'm not going to not enjoy myself. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Right. Watching. Uh, Especially for some reason, the very early seasons. If you uh, watch the very early seasons, it's more about like Richie and his friend Potsy trying yeah. to understand the world, and, yeah. and Fonzie is much more of a side character. Yeah, um, Richie and, and Potsy, where, where Potsy like pretends he knows everything about being an adult in yeah. this world, and Richie's just like, "Gee whiz, Potsy, are you sure yeah. about that?" And and like Ralph yeah. Melf is kind of a jerk and not yeah. really friends with him yet. Yeah, he's not really. Yeah, he's just kind of. His he's name just kind is of still ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Ralph Melf. Yeah, <laughs> but I do enjoy that show quite a bit. Andy, you got another one for us? Uh, I wish I could say Mash, but I didn't. It's only into adulthood that I've discovered how great a show Mash is, and that's mm. why I, I missed it. Unfortunately, I didn't give it enough a chance as a child. I was oh, kind of the same way. I didn't really start watching it until right. college. Is when yeah. I watched it. With, remember where we watched it in college? Yes, we watched yeah. Mash. Yeah. Still yeah. on Nick at Night while we were in college, so it counts, right? Nick yeah, at Night. Uh, was it on Nick at Night? Nick at Night for a little bit, and then like think over to TV. Like, okay, yeah, but I think like Nick I at Night. Nick at Night from like. Oh, Some, oh, three, oh, four, oh, three, or oh, four yeah. for a few years, and then yeah. TV Land more regularly. But it was Nick at Night for a bit. I mean, that's, huh. I still found it hmm. that way late at night. Wow, interesting. But I, I never uh, saw it that way. Yeah, so I, I feel like I disqualified myself from Mash, so I'm going to pick uh, I Dream of Jeannie. <gasps> oh, I loved yeah. I, Dream of I Dream of Jeannie was such a fun. I don't show. remember anything about it, but I loved it. I just remember like 
originally not caring about the genie premise that bored me, but the fact that he was an astronaut, <laughs> yeah, that was like, ooh, oh yeah, because yeah. I I was very. Uh, taken with the well, idea space of space yeah yeah because nickelodeon would always offer uh auction off space camps or that would be like the grand prize and also i was very much into star trek even yeah. as a very young child yeah so the idea of like ooh, major nelson he's an astronaut yeah like oh he, yeah fine he has a genie who 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 you know wants to serve him and hijinks ensue but he's an astronaut yeah. ooh. He's an so astronaut. uh I, I very much enjoyed that show just because it was it was very silly. It was it, for it all, was very silly. All of the ways and it knew it, it did. Yeah, and it, for, it knew exactly what it was. And for all the reasons I like and, and still love uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, that it was very grounded. It was very relatable. That everything is is it's relevant. It makes just as much sense now as it did then. I Dream of Genie was the opposite. It was just such a yeah. goofy, silly, um, weird premised. Uh, sitcom. It's like somebody was pitching this sitcom in a meeting, and they were like, "It's a bold swing. Let's see if anybody watches it." Yeah. And sometimes I, I applaud the, the the bold swing. Yeah, well, and that well, was that, just fun. Well, that era of TV was full of full swings. I mean, that's yeah. that the same era that brought us Bewitched. Yep. Yeah, that brought us the and Monsters, had, the Adams Family, My Mother the Car. I like, did so much. <laughs> so oh, I forgot about the, car. the Flying Nun. There's so many of these weird shows that came out in that time. I. For whatever reason, like I really loved Eddie and Jeannie, but I did not like Bewitched. Yeah, I had no uh, I affection for that show. I was to watch it because it had a witch in it, oh. and that is. Uh, but were you were allowed to watch Eddie and Jeannie. <laughs> I was. See, Katie that... was not though. She oh. was not allowed to watch Eddie so and Jeannie because it had magic. But, in because it. of a witch, no witch. Which yes. is, you can't watch a witch. Witches are bad. Probably, you my, could, my, my, probably my, Uncle yeah. Arthur. Your parents yeah. didn't watch. Uncle you see Arthur. An, <laughs> your parents probably didn't watch you see an Uncle Arthur either, then, right? Oh, I love Paul Lynn. Yagazuzzi, God, Paul Lynn's the greatest. Um, my dad loved Uncle. No, Arthur. my my mom has said has, has since has since like she's talking. She's like, why did I do that to you guys? Like, but it's just you care about your kids, and that's what you yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> it's what you do. Tons um, of people. Weren't able to watch The Simpsons because George oh, H.W. Bush said I was stopped definitely not no allowed to Bart watch Simpson. The Simpsons. I think because my parents were just like, I do not want them to get the idea that Bart Simpson is cool. Yeah, um, which I think you watch I, I think it enough, a you legit, can tell. It's like, a legit concern. I think, right. well, for like a five-year-old, to for watch a five-year-old. It. But if like, but I think I would feel comfortable showing it like an eight or nine. Yeah, by the, the time Simpsons. you're that, you're like, this this kid's not. You, you know, he's yeah. not a good kid right, at right, that point. Right. And that great things are not planned for him. Yeah. Well, that's not entirely true. He's supposed to become a Supreme Court justice, yes. if you recall, <laughs> in uh, Itchy and Scratchy the movie. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I, I digress. Uh. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, I Dream of Genie is a, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah that, a, That's a real fun show. That's, that's another one I'd like to revisit to watch. I bet it's not streaming anywhere because, you know. It's my life. It's one of those things where it's either <laughs> not streaming problems. anywhere or it's streaming somewhere like it's on Crackle and everything's there for free. Oh, Crackle. So it's it's, it's one of those two. It's either... Does, it's, does anybody still... Is Crackle I, still a thing? It, it is. is I, I thing. used it exclusively oh for Comedians and Cars getting coffee and then Netflix bought the rights to it and now I have no reason to ever go to Crackle ever again. Yeah. But it's still yeah, it's still a thing, though. Uh, weird. Still an app on all your Roku. Uh, I only remember sure. using Crackle because if, at one point they had the rights to a lot of Godzilla movies. Oh, so okay. I watched yeah, a lot of Godzilla the movies did. on Crackle. Um, but anyway, uh, Trey, grace us with another example. Oh, I will get into All in the Family. Okay, that's a big that one. Is a that's a big, big one. one. That was yes. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. My dad and I watched a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, we we'd turn that on late. You know, pre news and after news, just hanging out watching Archie Bunker. 
and the dingbat Edith. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, Archie. Yeah, I love that. Oh, and just those episodes, that show is just so great. And you could laugh at Archie for being like a dumb bigot. You could yeah. laugh at Michael Stivick for being sort of like an elitist thinking he's better than Archie because yeah. he was also yeah. a dumb idiot too. Yeah. He just, uh, but, it, you know, I mean, it, it's funny how Norman Lear sort of gave it to everybody there. You knew yeah. where his politics were, but but the big liberal, the liberal stand-in, the progressive guy could also end up with egg on his face all the time too because yeah. he was kind of a jerk. Yeah, especially, um, like, especially like if... Um, if Archie sometimes would come around, yeah, you know, and and yeah. and Mike would have already given up on him at that point, being yeah. like, "Ah, he's a lost kid." Yeah, right. and then Archie would actually end up doing the right thing, and he would just, you you know, be like, yeah. ah, okay, whatever, man." <laughs> like, well, yeah. yeah, or he'd say yeah. something, and, and yeah. then and then Archie would give it something back to him that yeah. then but it would be bigoted too and then back yeah. to square one right at the end yeah like i think like e- edith was the only character that ever that didn't really end up with egg on her face at any no. point she had a hard, well she had an egg on her face as soon as the begin as soon as the show began because yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. you hear you hear that voice screeching yeah. the theme song yeah. it was just, it's but like, it was just was say, oh, you're, it was you're, great. you're reminiscing about watching the show with your dad i was going to ask you would you say that those were the days <laughs> those were the days it's funny they're kind of still there. the days uh, I, my dad's a great guy but like you know I, the my, my dad and I sometimes have a uh, Michael Stivick versus Archie Bunker thing going on now so mm. so yeah. we still kind of have a thing like that going on yeah um, it's, a, it's an eternal so, so there's still uh, relationship the days. but I mean it was yeah. great like we just there was so many good shows like I, one of my favorite episodes was the one where they had to go out to dinner because uh-huh. something the dinner was ruined at home, and then they all each told their own different story. Yeah. And so when Archie's telling the story, Archie is basically acting like Edith, and Edith Edith is acting like Archie. Yeah. Like, what are we having for dinner, Edith? Nothing. Like she'd like come out just nothing. Like one word, just yelling and treating him. And, and Gene Stableman was so great, like turning on yeah. like angry, mean Edith. Yes. She's a great actress. She was I don't great. know if, if, Archie was if, if you've ever seen her in anything else. I, we recently watched uh, the, the movie Bells Are Ringing. It's a musical with Judy Holiday and Dean Martin, uh-huh. and she Jean Stapleton's yeah. in it. And she doesn't sound. I mean, she doesn't sound anything like Edith. Like but, Edith, but, yeah, but she's, she's great. She's a great actress. She's I mean, it was actress. just everybody was great. Yeah. Sal- Sally Struthers was great as Gloria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rob Reiner was great. At, oh yeah, as Stivic. He's um, perfect. You know, oh, the yeah. Jeffersons. The Jeffersons being on there was yeah, yeah. perfect. Like uh, Lionel coming on, just yeah. being like, "You're all assholes." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, it was, was just a such a great show. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it was just like the point is to laugh at Archie. Yes. Like you were there to laugh at him, and but he could get stuff and soften, and yeah. it, it made the like sort of like the oh the t- the touching parts even yeah. more touching because. Well, you could laugh you, at him because you knew good... what he overcame to reach that point, right? And you also knew, like you know, they threw a lot of at him during the series. Yeah, um, like uh, eventually, Michael left Gloria for one of the students, like the like the pig that he was. Like yeah. he left, and that was very and, like, late I think, in the series, right? right? Late, yeah. but Gloria went away, and they raised a kid. But even further later. When everybody was gone, you know, Archie had to deal with the death of Edith. Yes. And that's when, you know, the later Archie season Bunker's when they had place. Archie Bunker's place. Yeah. I mean, they threw a lot at those characters. Yeah. I mean, and 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 really made people care about them yes. as it went through. Like, yeah. You know. it, it's a very, it's, I mean, even today, I mean, I, I feel like 
even more so today than in, when we watched it when it was on Nick at Night. Yeah, it's it's heavy because it is, it is our heavy. our current social you know news climate is very heavy with right. a lot of tragedy and injustice right um in ways that geez the 70s could only dream of i feel right. like at that point but right. but i feel like there's a lot of similar tensions that have bubbled up that makes all in the family more relevant now than it yep. was when we watched it in mm-hmm. the 90s right yeah. i mean you could just uh, yeah it is and like and like everything, it was just such a nuanced and like layered show. I mean, mm. it was about more very thoughtful. It was it was funny, but it was about more than laughing at Archie saying America is a smelting pot. Yeah, or thinking right. Richard Nixon's middle name begins with an E. Yeah, Richard E. Nixon or any of the, or any of the stuff he would say yeah. there, or using terms like sperm of the moment, like yeah. like it, it, that. Just the little <laughs> dumb stuff like that could really make you yeah. laugh. But there's a lot of stuff underlying. Yeah. Uh, one thing though that always bothered me about that show is in the intro, they sing the lyrics "Mr. We Could Use a Man Like Herbert Hoover Again," yeah. and I remember even when I saw that, like, think like as a ten-year-old, I knew enough about American history at that point to be like Herbert Hoover, but he sucked. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like he presided over the Depression and arguably made it worse. Right, like, but he's a bad man. But what about people like Archie and Edith, who yeah. probably grew up during part of that, and oh, that's and, true. And, and during the show were Republicans. They might you yeah. know know something different about it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like he did. He made it worse. But there, but for Republicans, there was something about people about him, the people who elect him to office. And I mean, yeah. I mean, and and he and other Republicans hated that New Deal, even though it saved yeah. the country back. And they, 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 they hated it, even yeah. though it helped. They thought yeah. it was still horrible. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they've been trying... Like, it's been, socialist. I know. Which and even, even though it saved the country, yeah. they've been trying to dismantle it since 1933. So there are, yeah. I mean, so I, I'm sure, like, yeah, he, he sucked. The country yeah. got worse, but somebody had to... They had like to have him, liked right, him, you know? yeah. They might think certain things about it. And uh, right? I, I believe the most misremembered lyric of that song is, uh, G.R. Old LaSalle ran great. Those were the days. Yeah. LaSalle was a very old brand of car yep. that uh, certainly has lasted to today. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, that, that's, yeah, look up a LaSalle. It looks like a very 40s car. I was such, and, that, yeah. and we're talking about that song. That song was just so great to see. It's so sweet with the two of them. Yeah, there singing, singing the I mean, song it's just, together. It was just, it's a, I mean, it, that's just great. Like, there's no theme song like that on TV. Nothing, nothing that, like, no. live. I mean, because they, you know, it, it wasn't played. You know, yeah. it wasn't made in this. They, no, they recorded no, it, it right it, there it, on the set. Right, yeah. It was, just, it was just the two of them, are very obviously their characters. Uh-huh. Playing a piano right. together, and, and they didn't go into like some radio studio or recording song mm-hmm. uh, music studio. And I think and do Norman, it. They Norman they... Lear he really requested uh, it was it was mostly shot live in front of studio so. audience. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I'm, and, and I think a lot of the if you listen, go back and watch those. That laughter is clearly not canned. Right. That's yeah. legit laughter yeah. you're hearing right. from a real audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a very funny show. It is a very funny show, and 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 do go watch it because it's. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's more relevant now than it was in the 90s when yeah. we watched it in reruns. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to have some closing words. We're going a, 
way longer than I thought we would on this. Uh, well, like, we my, all my, thought really was, love my, my thought was like, well, Nick at Night is just, you know, it's a block of old shows, you know? Like, what, right. what can we say about it? But know. apparently a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. We didn't even talk about Cheers. We don't, oh, Cheers. Oh, what talk, do we all have a connection to Cheers? We could we say all a like couple cheers? things oh, about Cheers. cheers. Okay, we let's talk about that. Cheers and then we'll close it out yeah. from there. Okay, so let's all talk about Cheers. Maybe a bonus, but, a bonus Cheers addendum to the episode. Yes, a bonus Cheers addendum. Guys, Cheers is great. See you later. Right. No. Uh, Cheers is wonderful, and I never yeah. watched. I mean, that was, I think, the first show that I remember my parents loving when yep. it was on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I said this earlier in the, in the show, but that when I saw it as well on Nick at Night, I was like, oh yeah, this show is good. Yeah, like it's legit a great right. television show. It's a great sitcom. There's a lot to love about it. I for me, I just love the atmosphere. Of Cheers. Yes. I love that it's a basement bar. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. covered in wood paneling, which yep. I love. It's very warm. Yeah. Very, very warm feeling. There's yeah. a very, very warm feeling to that show yep. from right. the intro to the end. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And it's just like you, you remember your parents watching it. By yeah. the time like you remember seeing it while they laughed at it, sitting between them on the couch watching it. Like yeah. By the time I remember seeing it, they were already into the Rebecca years. So, you yeah, know, I didn't really right. know anything about Sam and Diane yeah. or Coach until, until oh, I started watching yeah. it again. Yeah. And it was... You know, in late high school, yeah. and and, and or like because I think it was what it was like two thousand one to like two thousand six or something. Yeah. So late late high school and like early period of college, it was. It was background noise, f- for doing homework and studying. Yeah. And my TV was on to Cheers while yeah. I studied, and it, yeah. you could perk up and watch it, and then you'd, you'd watch yeah. a, you'd let it because you could just it would just run, and you'd watch a few more episodes before you like passed out. You could watch Cheers all the time, and it was just great. And there was a whole, you know, you you, you kind of remember the stuff from Sam and Rebecca that went over your head, but like, yes. I had this whole Sam and Diane thing to discover for the first time, yeah. beginning at age sixteen. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's just great. I mean, and there, you know, there was so much I didn't remember, and and learn and seeing Coach yeah. for the first time. Like, what a great character he was. I mean, Woody was great too, but what oh, a yeah. great character coach oh coach is great perfect perfect uh uh he wasn't really even senile they never portrayed him as senile he was just he was just he just had a he got hit in the head too many times he got hit in the head too many times and so he just looked at looked at the world in a funny in a a really interesting way um that was fun to explore and to just see how his his weird mind worked and like the, I mean, baseball references and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. that's fun. I think the, the co- fact that the fact that he was, re- I love that he mentions like, yeah, I was a relief pitcher for the Red Sox before anybody cared about relief pitchers. Yeah. Like that's that's the way the the character of Sam described himself. Right. Yeah, right. And that and or or the first time I heard that there was a a second team in St. Louis called the St. Louis Browns. Oh yes, coach used to play for the St. Louis, Louis Browns. Browns. <laughs> uh jeez, that's and funny. It's just I don't like, remember that. There was a St. Louis Browns team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe that was the last MLB team to go bankrupt. It was yeah. last. It was or, or to fold. Yeah, they became the last, Baltimore. I think uh, right. I, I think they became the Orioles. Did they become I the Orioles? I think they moved. I don't know. Okay, but anyway. I right. think they did. I, I, I was I, reading I about them be... recently, too, because I'm trying to get back into baseball. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> reading about baseball history. Yeah. Ease my way back in. But but you, just so much, so many things like that. Yeah. And, like, tied themselves to a, a city, and it's more beyond, like, beyond a character liking the Red Sox or a character liking the Bruins or the Patriots. You know, yeah. They made a character one of the Bruins goalies, 
Like yeah. Sam could hang out with old Red Sox and old sports people would show up on the show. John Kerry showed up at a cold, in a cold open. Like yeah. they did things like that. Like mm. a shows always were in a place, but they never were. They never seemed as tied yes. to their setting. As Cheers was. Yes. Right. There was a right. lot of Boston and New England going on. In yeah. Show. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, uh, by the way, you were right about the, the St. Louis Browns <laughs> did become the Baltimore okay. Orioles. All right. They did not fold. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think another point, too, to bring up at that point is that it is that the Red Sox are not were not the team then that they are today. No. They were the, like, other than the Cubs... They were a loser. They were perennial losers, other than, yeah. Other than 86. Yeah, right. Other than like a few seasons into the show when they blew it to the Mets. Yeah, they, right. They weren't around that. They weren't sort of set, yeah. like sandwiched around that. I mean, they had a couple of decent years in the late 70s, but by 1982 when the show started, they weren't Oh, nobody anymore. gave a crap yeah. about the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. At least know? not nationally like they yeah. do now. No, no, no way. Right. Um, it was just a funny thing like, oh, he played for the... The Red Sox, ew. <laughs> yeah. right. That is not the case at all anymore. Right. But that's how it was. Sorry, were you going to say you're going to say something? Oh no, I was going to say that I was. Uh, I mean, my I've been able as I get older to kind of like boil down what what I like about a certain show, uh-huh. and I t- I find myself drawn to shows with an ensemble cast uh-huh. um, of people who are brought together in circumstances that they don't want to be in. Hmm. So. That is the why good I'm place. right. Yeah. The, the, the currently the good place, but also I really enjoyed Lost. Mm. Um, I really yeah. enjoyed Community because that show was about people who Ugh. were in community college and they did not want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and I I, that, I think that's why I liked Mash so well. But that's also why I like Cheers. Um. Sam was Sam owned that bar because his plans of becoming a, a very successful professional athlete did not and go the way he out. thought they yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. He was a washout athlete. Um, Diane was there because she broke up with somebody and realized that for all of her, you know, hoity-toity opinions, she had no marketable skills and yeah. really her best option was to be a, you know, yeah. uh, a waitress in a bar. Norm so, can't be at home with Vera. Yeah, yeah. Norm, Norm yeah, Norm be home with Vera or at his job. And, yeah. and oh, right, at his job. And and poor Cliff lives with Cliff, his mother. Cliff lives with his mother, and he's just lonely. Yeah, yeah Cliff's just lonely. Um, yeah. You look at um, Carla; she her life is a mess and she yeah. needs she needs that job yeah, to take care of her kids. Eight million kids. Yeah. But also I think she, I think if Catholics. she had to stay home with those eight million kids she would kill them. Yes. Right. Like yes. legitimately end their lives. Yeah. So I, Rebecca's it, there lately because she wants to be higher up in her company and she's yeah. kissing up there. She, Rebecca just wants to be rich. So she yeah. wants to get a good job or marry Robin Colcord. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, I think it's a good point you bring up, though. Yeah, I hadn't it, thought it, of it that it, way. It's, that. A, it's another ensemble show about people yeah. who are brought together and they find community in a situation that nobody... This was nobody's first choice. Yeah. Nobody's first choice was to be in this yeah. bar, in this community, and, like, growing together. Yeah. But that's kind of where life has chewed them up and spit them yeah. out. Like, yeah, yeah, like, even Frazier. Frazier was there because Diane brought him there. Right? Yeah. And then he hung around because those are the connections he made. Yeah, right. right. Like, it was... What else he, am I going to do? <laughs> he, like, like, yeah. you, he, in the, like, Frazier and Cheers sometimes resented his patience in a way Frazier and Seattle and Frazier didn't yeah like like fraser was also there because his patience bummed him out right and he could, mm. but he could go to this bar with a bunch of crazies and weirdos yeah. 
who were okay with it. Yeah. And weren't coming to him for help. And he didn't have to try to fix them. He didn't he have to just, try to fix it. Yeah. These guys were just okay with who they were. Yeah. And he, like, yeah, you could see Frazier a bit, like, bummed out. and cy- Frazier was more cynical in Cheers. Yeah. You could hear him. You, you could. He made more jokes about patience and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Um, and in, in Seattle, he was more, maybe just in his medium Sometimes a bit more eager to help. Sometimes yeah. people could bum him out, but he yeah. seemed he was more cynical about his job in Boston than he yeah. was in Seattle. Well, that makes more sense for the city of Boston too. I feel like the city of Boston is just a cynical place. Right. Yes, yeah, especially then. I mean, you think about it. Like the Bruins are your the Bruins and the Celtics are who you have to look for yeah. for sports. Right. Uh, <laughs> but but in the but in the biggest two sports like that really matter on a big national scale, especially in the eighties, basketball didn't matter that much yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, so, so so the Celtics big, had good basketball teams, in the right? 80s. They, they had good basketball teams, but it didn't matter like it matters today. Baseball, yeah. But so the sports that mattered, baseball and football, Boston had bupkis. Yeah. Like, the Patriots sucked. They like did. they were the worst. And they, they will again. Mark season. my words. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, praise like, be. Like, yeah, you think about the eighties. Like the, the the Patriots and the Sox had like yeah. had a good season. Yeah. The Patriots made uh, a in Super 85, Bowl. In uh, eighty five season, yeah. made a Super Bowl and got killed. Red Sox. Oh, made, they got murdered. Made yeah. the World Series in eighty six and blew it. Yeah, it blew it in an embarrassing fashion. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and. But, yeah, I think I think you're right that the city of Boston is a, especially in that time period yes. of the '80s, is yeah. it's well, a cynical place with not a lot, yeah. it, not a lot going on for it at the time. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm, I'm always drawn to shows with that formula. Ensemble cast people brought together who don't want to be there. Yeah. And uh, it was great. And so that's that's I think what drew me to Cheers, and and it's and you can do that premise well, and you can do that premise badly, yeah. and I'm sure lots of shows have done that premise badly, but Cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, had really, really well-written characters that played off each other very well. Mm. Uh-huh. And uh, it just, it was such a, it's a fun show to watch, and yeah. I Like, I, it, it I wasn't, it. like, it wasn't, cyni- when it counted, it wasn't cynical. Correct. Like, yeah. you know? I mean, there were some episodes that were quite progressive. I remember yeah. there was one where uh, Norm was very concerned that there was a regular patron at the bar who was gay. Was right. Like, this isn't a gay bar. We can't have them here. And then so, like, at one point, so then Diane just says, like, all right, fine. And then she, like, conspires to fill the bar with gay people and have Norm never realize yeah. it. Just be like, look, you didn't realize. And, like, at the very end, like, you didn't realize all these people were gay. And then they all look like, hey, Norm. <laughs> and it's just, it's one of them gives him, like, one of them gives him a kiss at the end. And Norm just has, like, this, like, mouth agape, like. What? <laughs> and it's just yeah, but like, then doesn't he just like shrug it off? Yeah, yeah right. Like, oh. Eventually, he's like, "Well, you got me." <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind of his. Oh, but that was just Diane was forcing good. herself, or forcing her uh, opinions and stuff down the throats of the the other patrons. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. At well, that she point, could but though. But she, she, she was always she often did. But that. but but it was definitely the show. The script is clearly on the side of the of the Progr- gay yeah. patron. Of the oh, bar. absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, the, yeah. The, 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 that episode is a, a positive example of that. Oh, but yes. Like, but like yes. there were, were many other episodes where she's like, I know the right thing and everybody else is wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're going to watch opera tonight instead of the, instead of the baseball game. And it was like, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Everyone's like, like, you suck. Yeah. I mean, that's, in, in those yeah. moments, I'm like, you know what? Diana is the worst. Yeah. Or like somebody will do something that like, 
like is like progressive or intellectual, and then yeah. Diane will comment on it, and they'll be like, "Oh well, I've had enough of this already." <laughs> yeah, Diane right. Like, yeah. is that like is there one where like Fraser's teaching everybody chess, and like oh, Diane yes. tries to comment on it, and they're like, "Oh come on, oh, Diane, <laughs> why are you messing this up? <laughs> you're, you're ruining it. You're so pretentious." Yeah. yeah so no, yeah. no, that 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 episode that you're referring to, that was actually a, a positive one. But I mean, yeah. just like. More often than not, I feel like she just made a, made herself a chore. Oh yeah, yes. she did. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 character the character did that way. Yeah, yeah. that was the character. Like, they, and, 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 and I think, and I think, but but uh, uh, kudos to the show for this. It wasn't because she was like a, a woman trying to force views no. down the points. It was just let yourself go. Like, right. Yeah. Just relax. Just relax. Yeah. You're at a bar. Who are you here to impress? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're like, you're not. You don't have to impress us. Just be you right and that's diane's greatest flaw in the show is that yeah. she just 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 let go woman yeah <laughs> just be yourself and she didn't and yeah and that was the yeah. thing and i mean that and but that made such a good push and pull yes with sam, with sam who um, was just like i don't care what anybody right. does right yeah. and I, I always found it interesting that because I, I think i because a certain episode you saw i saw when i was young young with rebecca there yeah like I thought like a Sam and Rebecca will they won't they thing was much more prevalent than it ever actually was during her time on the show. Yeah. That was like a couple seasons. Which Rebecca was not Diane at all. No. Like Rebecca was just like, no. oh, I know who I am and I know what I want. Yeah, but I'm she, getting it. But she was yeah. great on that yeah. show. Like because she, yeah. you know, in the hapless and love thing. But yeah. there any dynamic, any will they won't they dynamic with her and, and Sam was not around for that whole run. Yeah. Like it maybe lasted a season and yeah. like a half. And then it became more about her, Chase, and Robin Colcord. Yeah. And and Sam's stuff became about, they started to get into more like Sam's personal stuff. Yeah. So Sam, there was no Sam balancing like what he wanted versus what Diane wanted and the type yeah. of people they were. It was, it was a lot, it was a longer like inner look at Sam. Like you could grab, you gra- grappled with Sam's issues more than they did when Diane was around to distract him from them. And it it was yeah. a different. Time. They found a way to explore Sam um, without a female foil against him, which yeah. I think was great because yeah. it became a little more inward looking about his. You know, he started coming to terms with like a sex addiction because yeah. because then the fact that he was with a different woman all the time became much more of an issue. It became a little bit of a darker issue. Yeah, right. Then then with Diane it was like, oh, you you cat, or he's yes. he's doing it to make Diane jealous, or yeah, or it, 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 it 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 heightened the like the 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 comedy of their relationship by yeah. you know making Diane high strung. It it yeah. became more. It I don't want to say like sadder because i don't think he was uh, yeah. like his situation was sad but it was a little more like he wasn't just a cad it wasn't like oh that's sad yeah right like, yeah it was like that okay this guy's man. got yeah it wasn't like that when, yeah. when diane no, was on the show is... to to like scowl yeah. at that it was more of like because this guy's trying to to too to, hard. To, to to fill a part of yeah. his life like, that he can't because fill. there was no female to yeah. scowl at that yeah. and everybody like at that point like that was just Sam. Everybody sort of like knew that about Sam, and that was it. You, yeah. there was there was nobody to call him out on that, and it was mm. a little became a little different. Yeah, for Oop. sure, for sure. So I think that was it, and then of course the great you know finale when <laughs> Diane came back. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Then that that last I, scene of that show is 
Uh, it was great. I have the not f- seen the final episode. You have not cheers, seen so the final episode. Oh, nah, you maybe must. I got to do that. I got to do must. that. You must. Have you seen every other episode but the final one? Oh, I have seen a lot of it. I don't know <laughs> if I've seen every one, but I've yeah. seen a lot. Of I've cheers. watched it all the way through. It is great. And yeah. It's just great seeing that yeah. show. I'm, and I'm glad I was able to catch it on Nick at Night. To, yes. Um, yeah. To really get back into it and enjoying it. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great way to wrap things up to, to share a common interest. Unless you had something else to say. I don't. No. no you don't. Okay. No. So, uh, yeah, this went on a lot longer than I thought it was, but we had a really good discussion. So, hey, whatever, man. Right. Like, if it's if it's a good discussion, you let it roll. So, thanks a lot for joining us for this week of the Memory Machine. Of course, you can go to memorymachinepod.com to find past episodes. There'll be SoundCloud links there. If you want to look at it through iTunes or um, SoundCloud, it'll be under the Geekiverse feeds. This podcast does not currently have its own feed, so if you go find the Geekiverse feeds, you'll find back episodes there. Of course, this is a part of the Geekiverse network. Uh, Recently, there was a lot of E3 coverage that happened. Consider this your counter-programming to E3 coverage. I can't think of anything more counter-programming than talking about old sitcoms. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of E3 coverage, lots of uh, video commentary, things like that that you can look up. Of course, there's also a Patreon. This is sort of a passion project, for especially for Josiah Leroy, the grand poobah of the Geekiverse, yes. who really runs a lot of this, and it ain't free. So if you like this and you want to make sure that these lights stay on and that this can continue, I encourage you to visit the Geekiverse's Patreon at patreon.com slash thegeekiverse, I think. Or patreon.com slash geekiverse. I'm going to say the Geekiverse. Uh, but you can check that out there. Of course, go to the Geekiverse for other things, uh, you know, articles, other podcasts. There's one called Girls Who Geek. It's pretty good. Just got that. There's walking uh, carpet. Walking carpet. Uh, um, what about uh, games? Geeks have it. Geeks, Geeks have got ha- game. The Geek. Geek doth have the game. <laughs> yes. Ge- Geeks got games. Is the name of the podcast. Uh, but there's that. Yes. So yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff to check out, and I encourage that you do. You can find me, Nate Lockhart at Nate underscore Lockhart on Twitter. Come watch me tweet about very geeky stuff and complain about the state of the world and how awful it is but hey you know we have fun um and that's pretty much the only place you can follow me at my dms are open slip into those dms uh andrew tell us about you you can find uh well i'm i'm a capricorn i enjoy a long walk no i'm just kidding um you can find me on twitter at uh the andy parks with an underscore at the end of that mm-hmm. so the andy parks on twitter and I am there uh, on days I can stomach the state of the world. I am there. Uh, yeah. There are uh, a couple days a week where I'll just take time away from it because it's it's a, it's too much. You have to balance staying informed with staying sane, and so yeah. some, sometimes I have to take a time off. But again, feel free to say hi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trey, I am Trey Whittish on Twitter. That's T-R-E-Y-W-Y-D-Y-S-H, all mm-hmm. crammed together. Check me out on the Geekiverse. I, I write a monthly column called Podcast Obsessed. Mm-hmm. I just uh, recommend one of my favorite podcast episodes that I heard throughout the week. I do that every Monday, and the uh, most recent one is a great one. I got fascinated, hooked in from episode one. It's only two episodes old. It is a podcast called The RFK Tapes. Uh, a guy, Bobby Kennedy. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy. Mm. Somebody 
I mean, there's the police after the uh, Kennedy assass- Bobby Kennedy assassination mm-hmm. didn't want any doubt as to whether or not there might have been a second shooter or anything because they knew what everybody was. Oh, climbing. they didn't want to repeat. So JFK. they recorded everything. Okay. I mean, so this is like jailhouse interviews with Sirhan Sirhan, footage from the scene of the assassination, like everything. Wow. But the guy who has the show, his dad has a friend who is a RFK conspiracy theorist. So of they're course. still out there. But so they're just going into studying that stuff. I mean, it's just fascinating. Mm. I mean, I even, I don't usually subscribe to any conspiracy theories like that. It's just yeah. fascinating to hear sure. how people look into stuff like this. Yeah. And people, how people come up with these things. It's so the the RFK tapes. Um, that's my most recent column on podcast obsessed, and I write about books and other things mm-hmm. for the Geekiverse from time to time. So check me out there. Mm-hmm. I will also encourage you to to look back at in in the month of October. You did a daily review of a Stephen oh, King yes. short story. Yes. So if you you know, want to get uh, find out a cool old horror story by Stephen King? Go back and find those articles because yes. those are really cool. I found some cool stuff. Thirty-one days of Stephen King. Yes, that was pretty cool. So again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, be sure to check us out back in two weeks. I don't know what's going to be about, but it will be fun. So, thank you for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye.